Greetings and welcome back to another episode of our terrible, terrible podcast, the Unverse Cast. I'm Michael. Hey, Dox. Kinky. Brian. And we are your fairy godparents. Oh hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's gross. Yeah. So last time we met, we did the. We just started out with um. God, we started the Kingdom Hearts retrospective. Uh, so obviously next up for that will be uh, uh, Chain of Memories, but uh, we did get one other question uh, just to kind of jump the gun a little bit about the Zelda retrospective. And I don't know, did we ever explain what happened with that? Or No. So what happened was we, we recorded the Twilight Princess episode, and it was a very... Uh, intimate discussion because that game means a lot to myself, King K, and Ryan. Uh, and I don't know I think Hadox likes it fine enough, but it was a you know it was a very intimate and personal. Uh, and then something happened with the audio, and it meant that we basically would have to re-record the episode. And I don't know, so I guess we're just waiting for the right time. That's also when we read the anonymous black hooded guy's uh, fan fiction. He's just yeah. an anonymous guy in a black hood. We don't know who it was. It was the best fan fiction we've ever read on Uncle Mike's We might Mike's have fan to reread it though. We might have to, and unfortunately, it was lost to the ether. Uh, what? Speaking of which, you guys are watching your waveforms, right? Just a little shop yeah. talk. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ever since then we've taken more precautions about making sure audio stuff goes as planned, but yeah, so that's that's uh, the answer to that question about Zelda retrospective. It'll come back when we feel like it, so for now we're doing, uh, we have another playthrough, we are, we're gonna hope to get done soon, but we gotta find time to record some of that. Uh, we have the Kingdom Hearts retrospective, which we will continue to do, uh, but today uh, we're gonna be talking about a new release. But... Woo! Before that, we have to do our usual segment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Uncle Mike's Fanfic Corner. Roll the intro, Sonata. While exploring the outskirts of the city, I discovered an abandoned super robot. It was then my life was transformed by the mysterious power of Prime. The robot monkeys were awakened, and I, Shiro, made their leader. Our quest, save Shigazoom City from the evils of the Skeleton King. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the best intro you've ever seen? Anyways, no. that was a pretty big pause. Uh, that was uh, that was uh, well. I was don't, leaving room for him to cut the intro. Sonata, just don't do it. <laughs> Sonata, play the don't Hadox. Don't play the intro and just zoom in on Exo's face. Sonata, yeah. play the, play that old Hadox intro from 2014. Oh, <laughs> which one? Um, da, 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 the first that one, the first one, whatever the first one was. Yeah, that one. And was it? And and make a kazoo version of the music that plays. And Whoa. stick Yoshi's new island art in the corner. And make it spin. You can shut the hell up. Fuck you. And okay, that that's a little too much of Sonata. Mm. Uh, no, the Sonata, Sonata was telling me on Twitter about how much he loves to do just put, edits. Just, just forget everything and just put a giraffe in the background. You guys say Colorado! I'm a giraffe! 
He's gonna go on an editor's strike. <laughs> <laughs> just throughout the entirety of the fanfiction, just play footage of giraffes in their natural habitat. Yeah. Yeah. Do it for me. Just do it for me. So, today is a little bit different. Usually, Hadox is our uh, fanfiction sorcerer. He goes into the depths of the abyss to uh, bring back for us a souvenir to read. Uh, but today, King K has procured a fanfiction for us. Why don't you start us off, King K? Um, now, I want to preface real quick that I legit cannot remember if we've read this on the cast before. On the cast? Because I've read it so many times that if we had, then I wouldn't remember. So, um, I'm gonna link it. Okay. And if someone tell me if we have, and if we have, then we might need a backup. <laughs> okay. This is, you I, read I, I scrubbed this? through. No, this I is through all this of is our new. Videos and I couldn't find it. So the, we have definitely not read this one before. This is a highlight from when I was in high Sonic. school oh, and no. reading it in the cafeteria with my friends. Oh my lord! I want to read. <laughs> I want to be Sonic. <laughs> okay, you you could Hadox gets to be Sonic. Uh, who else the is writing in King this? King K is the narrator. The right. writing in this is, it's not bad, but it's hilarious how many words. I don't know. It's just once you read it, you'll know. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like one of the weirdest fan fictions I've ever read. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's so weirdly. This is great. <laughs> so chapter right. one. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, just chapter one. Okay. okay. That's good enough. Alright, so is is King K gonna read it? Is he the narrator? Yeah, King King's the narrator. I'm Sonic. Alright, let's let's go. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> so am I gonna narrate everything except for Sonic, including yeah. characters? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'll be of Knuckles. Uh, and then I'll be Tails. And Ryan gets Can to- Can I be Sonic's mom? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is going to get very confusing very fast. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute. I, I love this. This story contains no graphic descriptions and all the high school students are 18 years old. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, all right, go. King K. It's, it's too late go. to back out now. Critic? Oh my god. Sonata, zoom in on this. The icon says Sonic High School. Critically acclaimed series. <laughs> <laughs> And the genre is drama and romance. It is known as the most addictive story online, and it is the ultimate Sonic story about oh. high school. I feel like this is I feel like this is a little bit above our quality standard for Uncle Mike's <laughs> fanfic corner, but the bar has been set too high. Go back, go back. <laughs> yeah. We we need more Palatinus farting problems on the segment. Oh, you can shut the hell up. Fuck you. Oh. Not Yeah. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> alright, so, alright, let's get started, folks. Okay. Sonic woke up and looked at the clock. 7 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> it said, and Sonic screamed. I'm late for school. I have to go to school now. Said Sonic, jumping out of bed. Sonic put his clothes on really fast and ran out of his room because he was <laughs> <laughs> No time for breakfast said Sonic as he ran past Sonic's mom. You will regret this. <laughs> <laughs> S 
accent. Sonic's mom leering at him from the kitchen stove, wearing <laughs> aprons and oven mitts on her hands. Sonic did not care. He was late. Sonic ran outside and ran to the bus stop where people were getting on the bus. Tails, Knuckles, wait for me! Said Sonic as he ran towards the bus. Uh, who is Tails? Wasn't that you, Haydox? Oh. Hey, Knuckles, it's Sonic! Said Tails to Knuckles at the bus stop. He's late! said Knuckles to Tails before getting on the bus. Sonic ran so fast to the bus, and he got on the bus after Tails. Just in time! <laughs> said Sonic, huffing and puffing like he was doing the Cupid shuffle for the first time. Sonic fuck? sat down next to Tails, and Knuckles sat behind them, taking up both seats. I am so bad! said Knuckles, laughing because he sat where two people could sit. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles did this every day and no one bothered him, but they all knew it was against the rules of both man and cat. <laughs> the bus started and drove up to school and parked and they got out. Holy <laughs> oh my god! I can't. I'm both against the rules now. of both man and god. It's time to go to class! Sonic was also at school, so he went to his first class of the day, English class. Sonic did not like English very much, but he did not like any class very much that was not about running and going fast, which is what Sonic does best. Sonic got to his class and sat down in his seat. It is journal day! Said Sonic's English oh, teacher, God. Miss Lesson. <laughs> Mrs. Lesson! Lesson? And <laughs> Mrs. Lesson was tall and white and had gray hair and she was not pretty. Take out your journals and put them in a pile and I will read one of your entries to the class. Sonic took out his blue journal and ran to the front quickly and put his journal on her desk and ran back to his desk, all with his head down and not talking or looking at anyone. Sonic was so fast that he did it first. <laughs> Everyone else did it afterwards and slower. And slower. You know what I love about this is that it ad adheres to the axiom of storytelling, tell, don't show. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna be sick. <laughs> right. Mrs. Lesson grabbed a journal from the pile and Sonic knew it was his because it looked just like Sonic's journal. <laughs> Sonic knew this because he had written it in so many, written it so many times. It was crazy. Mrs. Lesson opened to a totally random page, and it was the worst page she could pick. She began to read. Dear journal, dear journal, I called the doctor today about a problem. I have a problem with my balls. They are itchy, and it is difficult to sit still with them because they are so itchy. I have to back up against stucco surfaces and rub up and down on them to relieve oh the itchiness. God. No creams have worked. Creams only make my balls sweat like the breath of a thoroughbred, and I think what? Amy, my girlfriend, noticed. I hope my doctor calls. Love, Sonic. Oh no, stop reading. <laughs> said Sonic, but he reacted too late because it was already red. All of it. <laughs> everyone in the class laughed, and Sonic felt like an idiot asshole because now everyone knows all about his ball problems. 
Sonic felt his rage build up inside him like a pool of lava in a volcano. Stop laughing at me! Don't tell anyone! Shouted Sonic, but everyone was laughing so loud that they did not hear him. And Sonic was just so embarrassed and mad and sad, but more embarrassed, so he ran out of the class fast. Sonic ran to his locker and opened it and screamed into it. He screamed, This sucks! And cursed with his too. What's the problem? Are you mad? Said Tails. <laughs> Sonic was bad, so he nodded. You should tell everyone that it isn't okay, that it is okay to have problems with your balls, and that they probably have problems that they don't want to, to know everybody to, about to. <laughs> so stop laughing at me. Sonic Sorry. thought Tails was right because Tails was smart. <laughs> Knuckles was there too, so he said, Sonic, what's this I hear about you having problems with your penis and balls? Sonic was so mad again, so he punched Knuckles and ran away quick. <laughs> Where Sonic ran to was his next class. It is now second period, so it was okay. My <laughs> class was history class. Sonic did not care about history class. Hey, Amy. Said Sonic. Check me out. And Sonic did a dance oh, no. move. Wow, wow cool. cool. Let's kiss. Let's kiss. Oh. Said Amy, and Sonic and Amy kissed right there in class, and some of the other people in the class watched, but the teacher wasn't there what yet, the so they didn't get in trouble, <laughs> and two is gonna tell Sonic he can't kiss his girl and friend in class. <laughs> Amy, Amy kissed Sonic so hard that he was thinking, Let's have Let's sex. Have sex. <laughs> but he didn't say it, because the teacher would show up by the time they started to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic kissed back really hard, and it was sexy to everyone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brian had to get up. <laughs> no, okay, Ryan, we have two more paragraphs. It's okay. I mean, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it through this thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the teacher arrived, and they did class, but Sonic just did looked class. at Amy the whole time, who was sitting next to Rouge. Amy and Rouge talked, talked, and they looked at Sonic sometimes, and laughed, and Sonic thought Amy was t oh god. Oh. oh, I can't take a fucking breath. Amy was telling her about how awesome Sonic kissed her, but it was not. Rouge was telling Amy about Sonic's gay ball problems. <laughs> and Amy was Sonic's girlfriend, but she thought it was just the funniest thing ever. Class ended, and Sonic went to Amy quick and did not stop on the way. Hey, Amy, why did you go telling Rouge about how hard we kiss? <laughs> with a smiley face! <laughs> Said Sonic with a smile on his face. That meant he did not care that Amy did this and really wanted her to because it made him look cooler. Actually, Actually, Ru oh man, Sorry. Actually, Rouge was telling me about the problems with your balls and penis and butthole that everyone found out about in your English class. Wow, was Sonic surprised. He did not know what to say. <laughs> and then it doesn't... When did the penis come into this? <laughs> There's 25 <laughs> chapters. Uh, oh this is, this is One chapter is called chapter. Secret Prostitute. Oh, God. <laughs> we have the to read... Prom! The we, we have to read more of this later on. <laughs> we... Oh a this... chapter, we'll, oh. we'll continue this. It will be a chapter every podcast. Alright, I, oh. I like that idea. Alright, oh, so... Oh, can, we, boy. can we take a pee break? Yeah, Ryan, you know, <laughs> go take a pee break real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. Sonic fanfic is my kink. 
<laughs> oh fuck, I actually have to pee, you guys. I'll be right back. I like how you tied Sonic into it, King K. That was clever. All right, and anyways, the next, <laughs> the next item. <laughs> Welcome back from our commercial break. Yep. Uh, Sonata, so, edit yep, so in a commercial during the cut. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Go real to audible.com. Make it for flex tape. For nerd box. Do something that won't get us drove into the ground by copyright. Hmm? Flex <laughs> tape. Just slap on that flex tape. Do, um, yeah. Anyway, Sonic Forces, uh, a game that is as divisive as the Sonic fanbase. Uh huh, huh. A yeah, perfect you... representation. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, I also would like to point out that our very first topic was Sonic's 25th anniversary game. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, and now here we are. Uh, talking about. The movie, I think, right? And the movie, yes. The movie is still was, we have no news about really. It's, it's gonna be like except, the Smurfs, except it's hmm. it's it's gonna be like Enchanted and Smurfs, where Sonic and his friends come to the real world and they're like fake CGI on Don't joke live about action. This that's what it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be directed by the guy who directed Deadpool. Ugh. And uh, episode eight of Star Wars is going to be a shot-for-shot -shot remake of The Empire Strikes mm. Back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which we we all know that's what it's gonna be. And if I'm wrong, may I be struck by a flying ice cream truck and live? And live. That's a, what a way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't Man. go out because I would live. But still. Speaking of flying ice cream trucks, Sonic Forces. Oh, oh shit! I, okay, can Whole I just say? On fire. Uh, I'm. This is a game. I don't know. I, I've played it twice now, because I played it the first time, I re re wrote my review, and I was like, okay, done. And initially I'm like, this is super average, I felt nothing playing this game. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I guess, like, later on it improves, and Episode Shadow was fine, and I still feel like that even after the second playthrough, I don't know. Uh, so you're saying that a second playthrough didn't change your mind? Right, yeah. Okay. Which is odd because sometimes uh, a second run sometimes changes my view on a game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, who wants to start us off? Hmm. Like, where to begin? This is such a broad topic. Do, do we want to talk uh, our about... First... Huh? What? What did you say, Ryan? Oh, I was just gonna say we just like <clears throat> pass the bong around and just say our general yeah. thoughts. And... <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> we can go like, from there. Just kind of like discuss it as we journals. go. Right. <laughs> our journals. Our, my dream journal. The minus <laughs> destroyed. Our OCs. Oh no. Uh, my thing was that I don't know. It, it was like. Okay. I don't, it's confusing, man. I don't hate it, and I didn't love it. I was just disappointed. You guys are gonna hate me again. 
but I thought it was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I loved it. You really loved Sonic Forces? <laughs> I wouldn't... No, I wouldn't go that far. I was just doing my Red Letter Media... <clears throat> more oh, Red okay. Letter Media references, because those never get old, right? Is is nope. Unverse Cast replacing Review? Uh, but in all seriousness... Sonic Forces <sighs> is the biggest disappointment since Sonic Lost World. What kind I, of introduction is that? I like Sonic Lost World. Take it back. I like Sonic Lost <laughs> World, too. Um, so, I don't know. I guess we could start... Maybe by saying where we would rank it amongst these newer games. Oh. That's that's got to be a more straight Ooh. straightforward Ooh. place to start. Well, yeah, Do you know you what? I'm like... in the mood to be hanged today. Uh, I like it more than Unleashed in Colors. Oh. Okay. Weird opinion. Weird opinion. Yeah. But it doesn't compare in the slightest of fucking generations. Okay. This okay for me. This was my least sorry, favorite sorry. Sonic my, game. My I've audacity played. looked like it was about to crash, and I got a little uh, scared. Yeah. This was my least favorite now. Sonic game. <laughs> that was a little bit scary. <laughs> Zoinks. Mine uh, does that from time to time too. <clears throat> yeah, no. This uh, compared to Lost World, which I liked. Compared to Mania, which I liked. Compared to Boom, which you know, in a, yeah. in a weird way, I didn't hate. I just didn't have any fun with forces. I didn't think about anything I was doing. I was mindlessly going through it and just going through the motions. I laughed at some of the plot, <laughs> like when Knuckles said, that's why it's called war. That's why it's called war. <laughs> um, um, but it's just like, okay. I, I don't know. In, in comparison to everything else, I would have loved to see another take on the adventure formula because mm. that would have been sick but well we could uh, save that like Sonic for the end uh, yeah. where do we okay, go that's next true. I feel like in terms of comparing this game to other boost formula like something that really stands out to me is there's this comparison video between the first level of Sonic Unleashed and the first level of Sonic Forces and in Sonic Unleashed you have the enemy robot that jumps around and actually goes after you and tries to attack you. Whereas in Sonic Forces, the enemy just jumps up and down and it doesn't track you at all. It's just sort of generic and I don't know, I didn't like that. That's how the game kind of felt to me in comparison to wow. the other boost games. Just generic in general. Oh boy. All right, okay. me? I because I'm King very K. conflicted. Are we just are we gonna compare this to the boost game solely in ranking? <clears throat> Oh, uh, I just anything, anything really. post colors uh, and including colors. I and if you want to throw unleashed in there, go right ahead. I was gonna play colors before we did this, but I didn't have time because it's been a little while. But from what I remember, because I played it quite a few times, um, I I think I wouldn't. <clears throat> I like forces more than colors, but I, I don't know for sure. What I do know for sure is that. I think I do prefer Generations overall to Forces, but not like by a significant margin. Like, I think all the boost games are kind of tight-knit in rank to me. Like, for me, they're all close together. And I probably only prefer Unleashed because it feels well-rounded, and I grew up with it more than the other ones, so... They've always felt kind of tight-knit, and they don't... 
it doesn't really feel like they've changed very much since Unleashed. <coughs> so I don't know. I've I've kind of liked them all, but I'd say that it's better than Colors. Probably not as good as Generations. And yeah, I have to agree almost completely with Hadox. Uh, as much as I enjoyed the game, it is the easily the worst. Well, it's better than Unleashed, but it's easily the worst Sonic Team produced game we've gotten. The weakest. I'll say weakest, because it's not a bad game. Uh, but it is It is no generations. It is not even colors. Like, people keep saying that the level design's like the same. No. It is not even a comparison. No. People have retroactively no. come out to be against colors all of a sudden. I know, right? And at the same time, there's all of a sudden, apparently, Sonic Unleashed is like the greatest game ever made, all of a sudden. Because apparently, Even no, though the I game is... everyone hated Unleashed. Yes, but yeah. now, every, constantly, people are telling me that apparently the levels are like really good and no, stuff. They're not. Everyone has been Wait, telling me that. On. I played it a lot when I was younger, but I like, I was so surrounded by the hate for that game. I, I will it's agree. It's kind of surprising to be in an age where people love it now. I will agree that people were unfair to it upon release, and I do think that there's plenty of fun to be had with it. But let's not forget about the progression structure, where you just go wherever yeah. Pro Professor Pickle tells you to go. Let's not forget that half of the game is a beat-em-up. Let's not forget about the terrible final boss. That game is not better than Colors. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's not ass. let's not forget Wait. that people are screaming and yelling about how linear Forces level design is, but Unleashed is the same fucking thing, except it Wait. drags out for like five or seven minutes. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna... Wait, no. I would disagree strongly. I like the Unleashed... To me, it's not even a comparison. quite a bit. And it's the I controls in Unleashed don't feel all that great either. It feels yeah, like the, a very underdeveloped boost game. <clears throat> Like, he's so funny. slippery. Yeah, it's funny if you're not boosting, he's slippery. About the controls and forces, but then Unleashed is kind of like because I don't like the controls in Unleashed either. To be fair, mm -hmm. I don't like the controls in most of the boost games because they just feel really strange. But the controls in Unleashed, especially for 3D platforming, were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I would disagree. I don't think they were that terrible. They're not terrible, I but mean, they feel the game has bad game feel. Like when you're fighting the Egg Beetle and you're playing the game for the first time. Like, you can't tell me that you didn't feel at least a little bit of jank with that. I, I well, haven't played it since... Where you have to do 3D platforming, it just... Yeah. There's something about it that he feels way too weighty to do that. Really, I always thought he was pretty I'm... slippery. Like, his jumps feel weighty, but, like, when you're just trying to move him around... Yeah. Like, even in the hub worlds, like, not the, not the, the villages, but, like, the actual hub worlds where you can go uh, select your levels. He, he runs around like as if he has butter on his shoes. That's sort of the case with all the boost <laughs> gameplay. It's uh, not true. Formulas. So much with generations, though. Generations but, feels a bit yeah, tighter. I will agree. And people I have been like talking the 3D control in any of them, even if generations or colors improved upon it. I still yes. don't really like it. And mm. it's I would agree, but the thing is with Unleashed for me, I really like how uh, what comes to mind is Rooftop Run. I really like that stage quite a bit. Um, there are good stages in the, the game for sure. Yeah, the. I think, I mean, it's not bad. Uh, compared to Forces, I would say Forces is substantially worse. No. If we're talking about <laughs> levels specifically, perhaps, <laughs> but if we're talking about which game was overall more consistent and polished, then Forces is 
way beyond okay I, I, Wait. I would dis I would disagree with that because even with unleashed like the first thing that comes to mind whenever I think of unleashed is fucking Chunnan where like a majority of the level you're just running down a literal straight line either if it's through the Great Wall of China if it's through a dragon if you're running away from a giant robot which they repeat that set piece like three different times in the game and it's really annoying you know like just unleashed has like unleashed has multiple paths but they're all super linear. The game is super linear. It is not like you can hold down the boost button, jump when it wants you to jump, and you'll get you get through the game just fine. You it's, can do I that think, with forces though too. Yeah. Yeah. So I how? Agree. Why is Unleashed some I, kind of masterpiece, but Forces is a, is a big piece? Well, of shit. Okay, comparing it, I'm not I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. First I, of I'm all, not I'm not saying, saying you that, are. I'm saying that other people are. Right. But, but I, when I, compared to Forces. I Unleashed has the better presentation completely out of, like, it blows it out of the water, uh, uh, in my opinion. In what see, sense? Okay, let me explain. Let me explain. I All really right. love the visual variety. It doesn't retread on old ground. You've got rooftop run. You've got all those iconic um, locations that really look good. Not to mention the music is fucking stellar in Unleashed. Yes. Like, I'm sure we all can agree on that. Yes. It is good, yeah. Yeah, compared to Forces, the oh, music fair, is great. Uh, <laughs> in all the boost games, though, pretty much every boost game has stellar music. Yes. For, I hated the music in Forces, though. I, I love didn't it. like it. I love I, it. I love so music in Forces. like the classic Sonic music, but everything else was great. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll save the music for later. Yeah. Uh, I just... Uh, Man. One last thing I do want to say is that I think people need... If people would take even a modicum of the over-analysis that got applied to forces and applied it to colors. They would see just how masterfully crafted those levels are in terms of platforming and set pieces. Because, alright, so here's the biggest problem with forces for me. It's not the linearity. It's not any of the other stuff. The problem is simply that the game is too easy. That's really all that it is. Yeah. Because you can have yeah. long linear paths like the ones from unleashed like i always think back to rooftop run the part where you're running around in the arches and then those big laser robots are coming after you and you have to quick step out of the way right simple uh then you play forces and they have similar kind of long linear stretches with enemies on them but the enemies can't fight back so all you're really doing is holding down the button and just going through it the problem is that uh, they, the game... They, they do fight back. I do have footage of... Um, well, you'd have the, to stop and let them hit no. you. No, I was boosting and then one of them uh, one of them shot me in the Modar, Modar Canyon. I was at... And I oh, have that, a video okay, on my so, channel as well where I was boosting and then one of them shot me. And then I stopped and I just plowed through the rest of them. But I do agree that it is easy, but they do attack you. Okay, so what I'm trying to... I'm thinking of more specifically is... The first level, I think it's called Lost Valley or something like that, is a good example mm -hmm. of that where you can literally just hold the boost button and the level beats itself. Uh, Luminous mm -hmm. Forest is another good example where like the very first <laughs> yeah. chunk of the stage, you just boost forward and nothing will stop you. That's the problem with the levels in this game. It's not because mm -hmm. I'm really, really sick. Honestly, I have to, to come out and say it. I'm really, really sick of people shoving multiple pathways down my throat all the time when it comes to Sonic games. There is a happy medium between what Forces is doing and what, I don't know, something like Sonic Advance 2 does, where you have really straightforward, almost to a fault kind of levels where nothing is happening and levels that are just way too big and overcomplicated for what they are for the 2D plane. 
There is a happy middle ground between those two. And I think that that's where we need to shoot for. And mm -hmm. it's it's getting to the point where it's just like, people like really just legitimately don't seem to understand my issue. with Cause I don't want to get too much into it, but one of the reasons why I didn't think Sonic Mania was the best 2D Sonic game ever made, uh, I'll put it that way, is because I thought there was way too much going on in the level design. I think of stages like uh, Flying Battery Act 2, for example, where the level is shaped like a big pretzel that twists around itself, <coughs> and the levels have no sense of structure or progression to them, and that, to me, is really distracting. And I would not want that kind of level design to come back. It hampered my enjoyment of the game. Uh, Sonic Forces has kind of the opposite problem, where because I'm a big proponent of linear, straightforward level design in platforming games, just period. There are ways that you can do branching paths and you know make the levels more open-ended, but still have them be straightforward. That's the key word, straightforward. Where because when you try to overcomplicate something, it just to me, it just comes off as a clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying... I think a saying... good example of what you're saying is, um, again, it's Sonic's last level, it's Motor Canyon, where there is a clear, straightforward path that you can go to, and it branches off every now and then, but it still leads towards the middle. But there are still plenty of other routes that you can take to, um, you know, to make it go quicker. Now, I would... Yeah, so that's, that's something that needs to be stressed, I think, is that while the game is linear, it does have paths that you can take. But again, the problem is that the game has no challenge in it. So when mm. you're playing them, like, and this is this is where I think the the people saying that the level design in this game is the same as colors need to back up and actually look at colors again, where you have actual platforming that you need to do, where enemies can actually hit you, and where it is, you know, actually possible to die and lose life and stuff like that. There is, I think when people say that it's compared to Sonic Colors, it's because of the overabundance of 2D. Possibly, like that, That's where but... I think it all comes from. But even then, even then, this is, to my knowledge, it's the only main series, like, it's the only main series Sonic game that has the boost formula in the main stages that are fully 3D. Uh... Like, I don't remember any fully 3D levels in Unleashed or in Colors or in Generations that weren't, like, little filler, like, little filler levels that you can do in between. Yeah. But this is like the first one that has like main stages that are fully 3D. And I just think it's funny how everyone's r ranting and raving about, Oh, 2D, it's Sonic Force, it's so bad! But they completely ignore all of the fully 3D levels. Which, by the way, in my opinion, I think are the best levels in the game. I'm just throwing that out there. Which ones? Like, all all of the fully 3D levels in Sonic Forces, I think are the best ones. Like, Not uh, because it doesn't have TD, about, like, but... Arsenal period and more... period. Pyramid and uh, Mortar Canyon, right? Mortar, Mortar Canyon, um, the tag team, uh, Null Space. Null Space was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I like Null Space. Mm. <clears throat> uh, so, I guess, so, when I think of a, a, a platforming game with very linear level design, I think a good example to go to is Mega Man, uh, specifically the classic series. Uh, Mega Man 5 in particular has really good examples where it's just like, the levels are completely linear, there's not really anywhere, any way to get sidetracked, but you have to deal with the enemies, there are always some kind of new platforming gimmick to play around with. That's the bread and butter of linear level design. And the problem with Sonic Forces is that it doesn't really have a lot of that kind of stuff in it. 
where mm -hmm. like the one thing I should note though is that the game just I found that it started out pretty like I think I can agree with the rest of you when I say that my first impressions were really negative when I was playing uh. Lost Canyon and I was just like because I was so used to generations and because the level looked so much like a generations level I found it really distracting that there were like um, guardrail walls on the sides of the platforms. Like there were platforms that looked like you could jump up to them and go somewhere else. Uh, but no, there's an invisible wall. You can't go there. And you can literally hold the boost button and beat the level. Um, but as the game went on, I found that it got the game consistently improved and consistently got harder as it went on. Not super much harder, uh, but you know, especially if you're looking for red star rings, that's when I find that the levels get a lot more entertaining to play uh, because you actually have a reason to go to these other paths and pay attention to what's going on. Uh, and if I had ignored those completely in my first playthrough, I probably would have hated it or thought it was really bland, like a lot of people seem to. So, I don't know, you could say the red star ring saved Sonic Forces for me. I even though those are flawed, but we'll get to that. Um, now, I, would, I would say the thing that saved, that uh, quote-unquote saved Sonic Forces for me, and I'm probably, I don't know how how this opinion ranks, but because I haven't really heard people talk about it, I think this is the best boost control we've ever had in a boost Sonic game. Now, people... Like, you, like, it, like the other games control pretty tight. Like, you were, you were kind of, like, restricted to just moving forward. But with this, it just, it feels a lot more loose and a lot more responsive and there are also moments where it's just like if you're boosting and then like or if you do like a double jump on a vertical slope and like if you're going downhill and then you boost you just fucking fly and it's so much fun experiment experiment to see what you can and can get away with like i love doing that it's like spin dash jumping in sa1 it's just it's it's addictive it's something that you just you, you keep or that i keep wanting to do just to see what happens and yeah. it feels really good too yeah, I do it in Sunset Heights all the time. There's mm -hmm. this one section where you just jump and do it. And I also do it in Mortar Canyon. Yeah! yeah just, um, you just fucking fly. And, I mean, maybe that contributes to why the levels are so easy, is that you can do that in the first place. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like a shallow, like, enjoyment for me, which is kind of Junk what food. the boost games have always provided it, like, at a base level. Like, some of them are better at providing more substantial stuff, but, like... At a base level, the enjoyment is usually shallow above. Like, it's at least, it's, I've never really run into a point where I didn't enjoy one of the boost levels, unless it was, like, uh... Eggman I, Land? I'm trying to, th yeah, maybe. I mean, I enjoy Eggman Land, but the first time I played that stage, I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's another reason why Sonic Unleashed is a flawed game. Just want to throw that out there. Yup. Um, but yeah, so I've been kind of dominating here, uh, we're, we're, so, we touched on the music, why don't we go into that a little bit, King K. I love hate it. it. I love it. Alright, Haydox, why don't, why don't you start us off then, tell us why you hated it. Okay, it was very loud, it felt, it was, it had a lot of, in terms of the composition of the tracks, there was a lot of different loud sounding electronic musical tracks bouncing off of each other and it felt very hectic and not not enjoyable or very memorable um like right. fist pump fist bump 
whatever the fuck. I don't know. It just, it, in comparison to every other Sonic OST, it, it doesn't hold up in my opinion. When, when I compare this to something like the more orchestral sounds of Sonic Unleashed where there's a well, lot of natural music. There is an orchestral they, it, theme for Sonic Forces. There's a couple. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it, it's primarily focused on loud, upbeat, electronic, bass-heavy shit. Okay, so here's the thing. Um... I understand where you're coming from, and I do think it's safe to say that if you do not like dubstep or electronica or EDM kinds of music, you probably will not enjoy the soundtrack in Sonic Forces. I think that's fair to say. But at the same time, and I, in a sense, I do agree with you, Hadox, because my favorite Sonic soundtrack is still Lost World. Mm -hmm. People were complaining that that soundtrack wasn't Sonic-y enough or that that kind of music isn't Sonic-y. So, I guess when I see the kind of electronica kind of music in Forces, that to me feels like a response, because it's the same sound director for both games, Tomoya Otani. I don't know how that's pronounced, and I don't really care, honestly. <laughs> uh, you know, like, same guy worked on and produced both soundtracks, and it's always been the same people pretty much since Sonic <clears throat> Adventure 2 composing for these games. Uh, it feels... Force's soundtrack to me feels like a response to people saying that Sonic Lost World soundtrack wasn't Sonic-y enough. And I guess... And I've always found that to be kind of a shallow complaint because Sonic music has been so many things over the past three decades. Like, uh, the, you know, Venture, the Genesis stuff was just techno. Uh, the, the soul music from Sonic R. Uh, the gentle piano music from Sonic 3D Blast Saturn. Uh, whatever, uh, you know, Secret Rings, all these different genres that have been included in the series, and I know I don't feel like that's a very, like, I understand what people mean when they say that, if it doesn't feel like Sonic to them, and more power to them, that makes sense, but to me, if we're talking more about, like, a generalizable criticism, I don't feel like that really makes sense when it's been so many things, but if we're going off that logic, this felt more Sonic-y to me, in terms- when I think of Sonic, this- this soundtrack fits more into that category. Especially since we have music with lyrics coming back in, which is something people have been complaining about for a while. That we don't get music with lyrics in them anymore. So, uh, that- that's- You know what I think? I never compare the soundtracks because I just love them all. Like, yeah, that's I, where I fit. That's where I would go. Like, as well. I go on YouTube sometimes and I just listen to whatever. Like, I find a Sonic playlist because almost every song is so good that no matter, like, I'll just put a shuffle playlist on, and if something comes up, I'll be like, oh, cool. Like, I love the Generation soundtrack. I love the Color soundtrack. <clears throat> I love Unleashed and Lost World, even if Lost World was a little bit different, but I liked it for what it was. Um, and Forces is just like that. Now, this may be the first time that there are tracks that I outright dislike. Like, there have been Classic a lot of Sonic. tracks that I've felt meh about, and yeah. obviously there's Sonic Chronicles and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, hold on, Sonata, put in the Nocturnus theme as the background music. <laughs> See, 
I mean, I love Sonic music, but I, I would disagree with you, EXO, that, um, I don't know. I, I follow in, you, you mentioned that there's a similar, there's like a Sonic style of music. Uh, I, I personally don't think there is, but I'm saying that right. if this felt more Sonic-y than Lost World did, if we're going off that logic. See, I don't, I don't know what that means, though. Uh, I, I, it feels, because when I think of Sonic, I think of either rock and roll from the adventure era, or I think of techno from the Genesis days. And this electronica, EDM kind of stuff, sounds like closer to that Genesis kind of sound, if that m makes any sense. Very loosely, because it's still that techno, electronica kind of music. See... I'm... I guess... I can see where you're coming from, but since... What I've seen as the progression of Sonic music has been from... That... The style as it was for what, what was possible on the Genesis. And then it progressed with, um... I mean, in terms of rock and roll with the adventure theme... With the adventure series, I feel like that was only adventure 2 because... From what well, I remember of adventure 1... Well, well, the majority think, of Adventure 1 was like... I think it would... Go ahead. It was more orchestral, in my opinion. It, it, really? it didn't have a lot of rock and roll. I I nah. can't think of a single orchestral track from Adventure 1, but I when I think really? of Adventure what about, 1... Uh, Windy Hill? Da, da, no, that's, that's like MIDI kind of stuff. That's, that's like the, bells uh, and stuff. The, that's The final phase for uh, Perfect Chaos. I guess if you want to be, because it doesn't—it's not actual orchestra, obviously. Yeah, well, um, you mean—I—you know what I mean. Well, I, yeah, I guess I didn't. Of instruments. When I think of Adventure One, though, I think of tracks like Twinkle Park and Speed Highway and uh, Emerald Coast Two. You know, the one where you're running straight, <clears throat> and that's—and even Kisinopolis has had a lot of rock and roll on it. And, I don't really think so much about tracks like Perfect Chaos Phase 2 or, you know, stuff like that. See, but that's a different type of rock and roll, or rock, as opposed right. to... Well, if you want me to be more um, specific, music with a heavy emphasis on guitars. Well, okay. that I think would be Sonic Adventure 2. When I think of Sonic Adventure... Like, when I think of SA2, it's more rock and like um like techno rock when i think of sonic adventure one i think of like jazz and like rock and roll mixed with jazz okay well sonic yeah, adventure one well, soundtrack was more, many things yeah but, but i get more adventure of like a, two jazz. Had a lot more this... distortion and everything in mm -hmm. in terms of the music okay but i think it's fair to say that for whatever differences there were there was kind of a cohesive sound during that era of sonic games yeah and that's that's the kind of sound I was referring to, in terms of what I think of. I don't of. know. I would disagree. Music because... is so subjective. Can we can we point I that know. out real quick? Right. But You're I, wrong. I, I, all I'm You're saying wrong. is that when you compare Adventure One to Adventure Two, they're so different sounding that I don't think there's any cohesion other than the Crush Forty um, thread that runs through both, in my opinion. I guess it's just the electric guitars then, because that's that's been consistent <clears throat> from Adventure to Heroes. At least, I don't know. That's that's what always. You know stood what? Out to no, me. I think you. I think you're absolutely right too, because I I even remember um, 
when like when fist bump was uh released and when infinite theme was released i'm just like like it was so refreshing i'm like you know i feel like as if i haven't heard this kind of music in a sonic game in a really really long time because when i think of like sonic colors i don't really think of I don't really think of guitars when I listen to Lost World. I don't really think of guitars. Yeah. Generation had it, but those were more of like remixes and everything like that. These were like original pieces. And I was yeah. like, yo, I, mean, I can get like, down with this. One of my favorite songs <laughs> in the game is Imperial Tower. And I mm. like that's the sun amazing. Is falling in the sky I've, tonight. I've, it's been a, a very long time at Sonic R since I've heard anything like that. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. I. Can we all agree that the Avatar tracks were the best in the game? Yeah. No. Uh, I, I they're my favorite. They were so cheesy and stupid, and I absolutely loved them. This guy someone them. who loves the Sonic R soundtrack, so of course I love them. Yes. Right, it's all about personal preference in the end, and I I I can respect that you all like that kind of stuff, but that's just not my cup of tea. See, like when I think of Forza soundtrack, there's like two songs that come to mind, and that's Infinite's first boss theme, and, um... Mm, which Arsenal is very dubstep uh, Second act. Yes. Yes. Yes! I'm not really huge on dubstep, because I think a lot of people don't know how to do it right, mm. but I think Forces OST is, like, like Lit. really, really fucking good. <laughs> yes! Like, I'll, I'll go out and say that if it wasn't for the fucking uh, classic Sonic songs, this would be one of my favorite OSTs of the series. Yeah, that's I what I was gonna it. say earlier, is that I... I really don't care for the Sonic, the classic Sonic songs. Either they're okay, or they just grate on me. Like, whatever mm. the Iron Fortress theme is, or whatever that place is called, I really just don't like it, and whatever they tried to do for Chemical Plant is just, like, obnoxious. I don't know if they, like... I think they were trying to emulate Genesis music, right? Well, yes, yeah, they were... I don't think the Genesis I don't think the music for classic Sonic was... I don't think it was bad per se. I well, thought I don't think it, it was necessarily bad. Yeah, like if you take it out of context, like if you're just like, oh, this is just a yeah. Sonic song on Genesis, it's like, fine. Like, it just it does not fit at all with everything else. I, I just think that they, yes. they put some stress on a few instruments that are a little bit annoying for mm -hmm. me. Like I think like when you hear Chemical Plant open, it just feels really obnoxious to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like there's something off about it, and I've never really been good at explaining music, but, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's bad or anything, it's just, especially compared to the rest of the soundtrack, it's so unremarkable. I just think uh, it doesn't match at all, it's like you got Infinite's theme, you got fucking Fist Bump, you got, uh, Sunset Heights, and then you got, it sounds so, again, just out of place, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh at all. So... I'm going to agree with the inconsistency in terms of the style and tone and the, even the overall sound. Uh, but beyond Iron Fortress, I think I liked the rest. I liked, um, the, um, what's it called? Uh, the fuck? The classic Sonic level when you're in the casino jungle? Yeah. What's that called? Yeah. You know what? Casino Forest is pretty Casino Forest. Yeah. I like that song. I thought that one was good. And I, I I think it's yeah. worth noting that even though they literally use like, you know, the gems sound driver from the Genesis days or whatever sound engine that the so old Sonic games used, it sounds different. And I think it's it's mm -hmm. it, obviously it's not the instruments, so it, it's the composition that feels different. I would disagree that it, that it all sounds like clown music, 
uh, which is what a lot of people have been saying. I, but like Iron Fortress was really weak. Uh, but I, I love Green Hill. I was mean, weak. like, let me put it this way: when I re-listen to the soundtrack, I always skip the classic songs because I just don't care. I think that's the best way for me to describe it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but so I guess where we can leave. Oh, well, our main theme, fist bump. Hadox said that he didn't like it. <laughs> uh, and you guys are gonna hate me again, but I, I loved it. it. Actually, so <laughs> I, I, I just remember. I remember if, if if my homies Twip and Jeb are watching, they fucking ragged on it so much. And then the finished version came out, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, fist bump is pretty good." <laughs> and I was just like, like I don't really, I don't think it holds a candle to anything that Crush Forty has made. I think it's one of the weaker main themes, but I do like it. I do like it. It's so cool. Crush Forty baby, uh, it's nice that we get our, <laughs> we get that kind of opening theme again. Yeah, and it's I just like it's, um, it's been, a, it's been quite a while because, I mean, as of late. Like, I mean, let's, you look at, like, Lost World's opening, and I mean, it's fine, but, like, yeah. it's been a very long time since the game has opened on, like, cheesy lyrics and... Rock! And I don't know. I love it. I really love it. And it's not, it's like, like, I wouldn't even say it's... I I don't like it necessarily, ironically. I even like it unironically. Like, it sounds good, you know? Like... Yeah. What sold me on mm. it, uh, and... I, I should note that I have been avoiding the pre-release period of this game like the plague because <laughs> the the fan base has been extra cancerous for the past year if you ask me <laughs> yeah it's around extra cancer around the release of this game in particular and maybe some of it was warranted now that we have the final game and can see the level design still uh so i did i was not listening i was not following the sonic twitter account religiously and listening to all the music or watching all of the new reveals and stuff I just, because ever since uh, Lost World, I've been pretty much avoiding all that stuff and just playing the game and seeing what I think. And uh, with, with so, so I had no idea what Fist Bump sounded like. And then I played Null Space, and I don't know. Yes, I was going to say yeah, that. I love Null Space music because it is just Fist Bump, but like, yeah. it's that part of Fist Bump that's really good. Yeah, and it's just like, you escape Null Space and you're back in the city, and then the song just kicks in as this rocking guitar, and I loved it. It was the highlight of the yeah. game for me. I clapped. I clapped when I heard Fist Bump. Because mm. <laughs> really, it's like it kind of like feels like that too. It's just it's it's like even though No Space was like a fucking, it, it was a waste of potential. Like you could have like had a level in No Space. Yeah. Like, really, in terms of story, just go in there for like five seconds, you run out, and then boom, you're back. But, mm. like, it just, it felt so fucking, it felt good. It felt really good. It was yeah. cool. Well, uh, we, so is that, any other thoughts on the soundtrack, fellas? Uh, I, I, I just, just I, I mean, it's great. Like, I think it's... I, I'll listen to so many of those songs. I do it now when I like drive to school. <laughs> I've been listening to it while I've been editing the next EPG video. Yeah, when I go to work, like whenever I have to walk to work, I always I, I full blast that shit on my headphones. Yeah, like, I just I love how heavy it is. 
Yeah. I I will it's admit. It's not perfect, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Who cares? I know. There I feel are so like so many hits in it that I don't even care. I feel like people take Sonic's music a little bit too seriously. So if it's not like A plus stuff by their own taste, then it's like the most disappointing thing ever. And for me. Uh, I don't know, I guess after all of the games and all the different styles we've had, uh, I liked this new electronica dubstep EDM kind of stuff. I thought it was something new and I loved it. And I agree. Uh, next time maybe we can do something a little bit more, a little bit more broad genre-wise so that more people can get into it. Uh, but yeah, let's get some jazz in there next time. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having some more jazz. Uh, and yeah. we can have some elect orchestral kind of stuff in there as well, and some rock and roll, and some. You know, bring back some more UK garage because Meteor Herd <laughs> was the shit, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was the soundtrack. Um, so I do have to say, uh, I had the PC version. That's the one I played. Ooh. Uh, and I don't know how that compares to the others, but I don't think my computer is powerful enough to run it at 1080p 60 with all the bells and whistles. So I played it at 1080p 30 on low graphical settings to keep the frame rate consistent. So I, I don't know what the graphics looked like for you guys. Because it sounds like you guys played uh. the console versions, right? Well, I played yeah, the Xbox the One version. version several times, and then I have the PC version now just because I wanted to see how if it was because I've heard that it was a bad port, so I wanted to see for eh. myself. And I mean, it worked for me. Like I have an insane graphics card, so I can run it at I can run it at twenty five sixty by fourteen forty at an unlocked frame rate, and it runs perfectly. Mm -hmm. So, and I thought that it looked pretty damn great, like, <clears throat> graphically. I mean, it's not like the best looking game in the world, but... I mean, I think they found a really good art direction. I think that helps. Yeah. I really uh, like that finally we, we... It feels like they have a world now. Like, that's one of the things that always yeah. kind of bugged me, is that they... <laughs> it didn't seem like they had a world. So it, it kind of feels like... I know people complain about the visually, like, about... Oh, Green Hill's back, and Chemical Plant, and Death Egg, and all that. And I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, mostly for Green Hill. Like, I think we can put that to bed now. Like, <laughs> I think we've had enough of Green Hill, please. Um, but I yeah. thought they, they... No, no more Green Hill. Bring back Emerald Hill. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. I mean, Woo! I think that they made... I mean, I think that the Sand Hill thing is a little bit like... What, are you even trying to make it different? But like... Mm -hmm. In Chemical Plant, it it looks... I don't even know how to describe what they did to make it look so different on the outside. But it... When I saw trailers for it, I was like, Oh, this doesn't... This is Chemical Plant? Like, it doesn't even really... Like, only the tube things look like Chemical Plant, because uh, obviously... What, from what I could tell, they made it like... Because like, if you look at Sonic Generations, it has like a lot of sky pollution. It's all like red and purple and shit like that. But the sky's a bit more clear. You can see like what's going on. In the background, you see shuttles going off and everything like that. Um, and there's a lot of um, frost on the actual pipes themselves, and it kind of like dulls, like it makes the colors a lot more dull, a lot more mundane. Uh, yeah. And, and what I really love about 
having all of these things in a Sonic game, plus Sunset Heights and Metropolis, is that if... Now, here's a big if. If they decide to stick with this kind of a concept, it finally feels like Sonic has something that they can... They have an established thing that they can do. Like, the fact that, oh, Green Hill and Chemical Plant exist in the same place, you know, like, we don't need the time eater to get us from place to place, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's, it feels like, especially because whatever Chemical Plant has been turned into, like, a spaceport now or something, like, it feels like there's a change over time aspect, I mean, Eggman builds the Death Egg again, but it kind of feels like now there's a purpose, like, the Death Egg is his ultimate creation or whatever, so, I mean, it is nostalgia pandering, kind of, but it's also, uh. like, if... If you have all these kind of Sonic-y motifs, maybe you can then go on to stay in this place, but just do more original stuff. Because I do want more original stuff. But now it feels like they have a world where they have these little animal buddy things. And I think it's a good template for them to yeah. go from. Like, mm. but I don't know if they will. That's the problem. Well, you know, and I, like I, I hear, I that was. Shit, man, I remember when Classic Sonic was announced and, like, people were screaming about how Green Hill was going to be in the fucking game again, how the game was going to be another rehash and shit like that. But, like, the way how I always saw it, like, when we saw the Custom Heroes, uh, Green Hill, when we saw the art, the, uh, Arsenal Pyramid or whatever it's called, when we saw that, I always thought, like, the quote-unquote appeal of seeing Green Hill again... Uh, it's more so saying, oh, hey, remember that place that you used to play in when you were a kid? Look what this asshole Eggman did to it. It's yes. now a desert, and there's now giant robot crabs. And that's... Like Sonic Mania and Sonic Generations, it's like, oh, hey, kids, this is Green Hill. Yeah, Why Green Hill? Yes. They put in more effort than uh, Mania did. When Mania oh, damn, did it... don't say that. <laughs> when Mania did it, it was just because Sega got cold feet and wouldn't let the developers be creative. In the context of this game, I'm going to comp agree completely with you, Ryan. It What I appreciated about... Because, like, obviously, I'd always prefer new level motifs. I think we all would. Uh, but if mm. they have to bring it back, I did appreciate the fact that when you go back to a uh, chemical plant, that it is frosted over and looks ruined and terrible because Eggman has taken over it. It helped yeah. to kind of... Is because if you're familiar with the series, then that resonates with you in some way. It's like, oh shit, this is real serious this time. Yeah. So, yeah. I and I, I also will say that, you know, because again, in the fucking, uh, in the mobile game for this, uh, the racing game, uh, one of the levels of Sky Sanctuary, and people were screaming again, it's like, this game is going to be another fucking rehash, but it's actually a lot more original, I feel, than people give it credit for. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like you, you start off in, like, Egg Gate. You're, like, mm -hmm. mostly outside the Death Egg. Yeah, I loved yeah. that level visually. I thought it was great. I thought that was one of the better yeah, ones, too. I really love space levels in Sonic anyway, so... I mean, like, Classic's Death Egg level is just Death Egg from fucking yeah, Sonic I mean, 3. Yeah, I'll admit that but... most of the Classic levels, it felt like they didn't try very hard. I mean, with the exception of Green Hill, because it obviously had Sand Hill stuff, but... His chemical plant and death egg are... I mean, I think his chemical plant is darker and inside, which yeah. I guess is different, but... I I think his, the egg... Uh, death egg is almost no different, and they bring back mechanics from it. 
the like the light bridges, which I don't like. Yeah. I, I, of all the uh, things think, to bring back. Speaking of which, like, things know. that they brought back, Ryan, I'm sure you love this, but the Mystic Jungle was back from Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Um, if if we can actually talk more about the music, um, because I completely forgot about it. Uh, episode Shadows soundtrack. I love oh my how the God, God. Episode yes. Shadows soundtrack. Like that, like even though I'm not a fan of Shadow the Hedgehog and I'm not really a fan of its OST, I thought it was so fucking cool that they brought back the world map theme from that game. And, and like and that was the overworld theme. And Westopolis. I'm just like, you know what? That's actually pretty fucking cool. Like Shadow gets a lot of love in this game, and I, I as someone yes. who likes SA2. Like I, yeah, I gotta let you applaud that. Play as him in the levels that yeah. yes. have unique Sonic animations because mm -hmm. I think the reason that you can't play as him in Luminous Forest because you have the snake thing and the same thing and in, in, uh, uh, you have the in Skygate, yeah. But oh, yeah. it's it's really nice that you can play as him in virtually every Sonic level because and plus he has his own episode. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I would have preferred him over Classic Sonic just yeah. helping with the resistance. Uh. That would have been really good if they were yeah. gonna do that then they needed to give him some new mechanics i think because as is he's I, just i don't necessarily think that they needed to because well, i don't know what they would change because well, i mean you know, he had the light speed attack but that was only in 2d sections. i mean like if you if you look at sa2 they were like they had differences kind of but they were basically yeah but they were they were also different stories in the context of the game i i like i agree with you he was a sonic clone back then and he's a sonic clone in this game but i'm saying uh, if they were if they were gonna have like one story where you play as Sonic Shadow and the Avatar, then they needed to give him something of his own to play with. Well, I just think what would have been good is if he had his own stages, and that would all that would be all I needed, because because the concept is that they're all going on missions, right? Yeah. So but you can have Sonic and Shadow be your powerhouses, and they can go off and do stuff, and then you have your quote unquote rookie going off and doing stuff. Here goes, partner! That would have been really cool to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, we could talk more about that, because uh, I think we'd all like to say what we'd like for the next game, that we can end with that. Uh, mm. Yeah. So, that was um, graphics and shadow as bosses. Uh, and we, I, I think I know what Ryan wants to talk about. <sighs> If you followed the marketing for this game at all, you got burned hard. Yep. They, they uh they made it seem like uh <laughs> it seemed like uh I'll just let Ryan talk about it because he's the most yes. invested probably. <laughs> As a Sonic Adventure oh, One fan, you must have felt really shafted. Yep. Yep. Cause like they market the game. That this is the resistance going, and this we're also going to be talking about the story a bit here too. Yeah, they at the game like as if you know you're getting right. You're the resistance fighting up against Eggman's army. Oh, Shadow's a bad guy again. Oh, whoa, what does that mean? Zabok's back. Whoa, that's weird. Metal Sonic. Okay, Do I can kind of see that happening. Zavok or I'll kill you. That's, that's the official canonical <laughs> no. pronunciation. I know. I, I Hold on, fellas. Uh, Hadox wanted to say something. <laughs> Go ahead. What? Oh yeah, I I thought I heard you say could I interject or something like that, but I what, guess what I didn't say that or or you know something like that like you had something Are you, you being wanted to senile, say. That's all. Michael? What? You being senile? <laughs> <laughs> Where did I put my pills? <laughs> but anyways, 
the thing that had me most interested, you know, Shadow had me interested because like, oh shit, why is he bad now? The thing that had me most interested is how the fuck did Chaos come back? Well, as it turns out, he didn't. They're not real. They're well, fakes. So they're fakes. That's not so much the problem. Yes, I was gonna say and the that. The problem is with. Well, I mean, it's a problem kind of with Shadow because you know you think that you'd be getting. You know, it'd be cool to have like a, a Shadow boss fight, right? Yes. But no. It's fake, but that's still like a huge fucking cop-out, and that sucks, and I hate that. Uh, but no, a chaos! A chaos! He comes in, he's getting ready to grab Tails' butt, Sonic's like, Ah! Sonic, save me! And then classic Sonic literally comes out of nowhere, bops fucking chaos on the head, and then you never see him again. And that's it! Yep. And it's... Oof, oof. That, mm. see, when I first saw that scene, mm. I thought that they had just temporarily defeated him because, you know, they pop him all the time in Adventure and he turns back into a puddle. That's how you damage him. Yeah. Uh, but and he just goes I away. was waiting, I was waiting for the Chaos boss fight to come up and it just never did. Yeah. And yeah. you know what they could have done? You know what they could have fucking done? In the Custom Heroes Metropolis level, you know, Infinite activates the Phantom Ruby and then like you see all these giant infinite monster looking things and they kind of look like perfect chaos how cool would it have been if if there were like 30 fucking perfect chaos like 30 different versions of perfect chaos that were just destroying metropolis you know it's like yeah. oh it's bad enough that we there got were one like 30 here's 10 of chaos zero at the end but they didn't like i think they showed yeah. them for like five seconds so yeah. i i i like king k don't think it was a problem that they were all you know creations yeah, of the phantom because... ruby the thing that they I explained do. is that they're exact replicas, and even when you fight Zavik, Zavik has his personality intact. I actually thought he was real for a minute, but yeah. he wasn't. So, but like, he's like the only the one who does that, though. The fact that their virtual reality is fine, I do think it's a little weird that Shadow never even talks his virtual reality self, even though Zavik does, but... But whatever. he never they, talks they afterwards, the, they though. Well, to be fair, it probably would have been really embarrassing if he did talk. Like Sonic Boom Shadow was. Well, you know what's funny about that is that he's a lot better in this game. This is the only how, game where but... I've bought Kirk Thornton as Shadow. Yeah, yeah, everyone's saying that too. Everyone is saying that too, which is good. I so. just feel like, especially with Chaos and Shadow, I mean, I'm glad that Shadow has a role at all in the mm -hmm. game, but yes. it's also kind of, it's really devious to market the game, exclusively market the game as if, okay, hey, we have Zavik, we have Shadow, we have Metal Sonic, and of, of course Metal Sonic does shit, you know, like, yep. we have Chaos, and they're like, these are, they marketed, they had a trailer with them all standing side by side as if they're going to be the big bads right next to Infinite, and you know what? Shadow, you meet, you find Shadow, and that was what they were hyping up with Sunset Heights, he was always at the end of the level. You're like, yep. whoa, are you gonna have a shadow boss fight or something? And Shadow just comes in, and he's like, no, I was good. And then they have an off cutscene conversation about virtual reality or whatever. Yeah. And then Shadow has. <clears throat> if it wasn't for the episode Shadow DLC, he has barely any role after that. I will say that scene where fucking Shadow comes in at the last minute and Roadhouse kicks him, that was. I mean, yes. That was really There needed cool. to be a boss fight, is the point. Yeah. There needed to be a boss fight for everybody, because in the yes. game, you fight two of them, you know, you get to play as one of them, and the last one doesn't do shit. Yeah. That bugs me. I think Chaos, for me, is the biggest missed opportunity, because he yeah. literally has no role. 
And yes. it, I don't know why they brought him back at all, other than to get people to buy it who loved adventure. So, uh, maybe, 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 and I have this in my, maybe it was just like a fucking, like, a, a statement by Sonic Team. You know, we see Chaos creeping up on Tails. Oh, hey, Adventure fanboys, look, it's Chaos. Boom! He got bought by a classic Sonic because Genesis is better than Adventure Games. I don't think I, that's... I, yeah. I, think, <laughs> yeah. I know, it's looking too into it. It's more of a joke than anything like that, but a part of me you know what, likes you know to think that's what they did. You know what bugs me about that cutscene in particular? <laughs> Tails has Tails, fought Chaos Tails. 4. Exactly. <laughs> and he doesn't do anything against Chaos Zero. He, he fought I Chaos really 4. I really hate how they characterize he, Tails in these games. He does, he, like... He, no, the thing, he fought Chaos 4. He fought Eggman when he was trying to nuke fucking uh, Station Square. He fought Eggman when he saw uh, when he saw him kill Sonic right before he his eyes in Sonic Adventure 2. He got a fucking battle mech in 2. He, yeah. And well, then the, in this game, he's like, Eh, me, Sonic! Tails is the damsel in distress. <laughs> you know. Oh no. Uh, so I don't know. Does that does that cover the? So I guess uh, uh, one thing I should mention is because, like I said, I've been avoiding the pre-release period for this game like the plague. <sighs> uh, so I did not. I was not watching the trailers religiously, and I never. But even then. I when they showed the up in the game, you didn't even have to watch them religiously to get burnt out by this. Yeah, just because they had that I one guess, specific trailer like touting them as big bads. I guess what I'm trying to say is that once I found out what the Phantom Ruby does, because which by the way was never explained in Sonic Mania, it just was in there, and they didn't even say which, what it was called. Uh, which but, by the way, by the way, they call it virtual reality. I don't think that's how virtual reality well, works. I don't. It's supposed to be like the Matrix, or like you see it in your head, and then if it hurts you in the virtual reality, it hurts you in real life. I just. That's I don't vibe, think I that's. I don't think that's still technically it's, considered it's a game virtual reality. Where you play as a blue hedgehog and jump into robots. I think we can suspend know, our disbelief the, on this one. You can suspend your disbelief, but that's just like that's like saying like, oh hey, when Sonic moves fast, it's not called speed. That's called sausage. It's like no, that's not right. It's, All right, it's well, not virtual what, reality. What would it's you like, call it? Like augmented reality or something like that. All right, I'll, I that makes sense think, to me. I think that'd be a more accurate term. Maybe it's changed. So I thought it was funny that they use virtual reality, and then at the end, Tails is like, Eggman overclocked his robot. I'm like, he had to overclock his GPU to get his Oculus Rift working. <laughs> 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 no, just, this just in, the Oculus Rift is powered by the Phantom Ruby. Because Oh, damn! <laughs> uh, but uh, once we found out the details on that, uh, I, I, I don't know, I guess I wasn't... I was annoyed that there was no Shadow Boss fight, and when I realized that Chaos was never coming back, that pissed me off too. Uh, but that final scene where there's like a billion of them, and then I finally, I think I understood more what they were trying to do with them in the context of the story, and then I was okay with it. But there's no reason there shouldn't have been a chaos boss fight, and there's no reason there shouldn't have been a shadow boss fight. You know Especially what I think when they, they used should've... fucking Zavik. Like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna stop you right there because I loved Zavik in Sonic Lost World, so I was cool with that, and he is a more memorable character than Chaos will ever be. But Still, Ooh. why was there no Memorable? chaos and shadow? So? I thought he you, was menacing. You hurt me. You hurt I mean, me. like that's that is fine. I'm just saying because he 
of all of them is the most unpopular. So it's kind of weird that they okay. Like, now, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, chaos I is kinda, the bigger I fan like favorite Zavik too, but it's really weird that they would stress him as a boss fight over fucking Shadow and Chaos. All right. Well, the real problem know. is that that boss fight sucked and it was the worst one in the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 sir, Ryan. you are wrong. The final boss is no, the, the worst. No, the final boss is not that bad. The you final boss start. is great. No, the final boss is... Oh, I mean, the, the no. one part of the final boss I do not like is in the second phase where he just throws his fucking hand down. That actually No, got me the fucking times. classic Sonic fight was but. fucking terrible. No, it wasn't. It was the same thing as the yeah. Egg Dragoon fight. Except the yeah, platforms. Yeah, except you're suspended over a bottomless pit. Yeah, all the but time. it's really easy it to sucks. avoid it. It's, yeah, it's it difficult it's to design, annoying. Ryan. It's annoying. It was like just said, like the Enchantress long. fight. I didn't like is in the second phase when he throws his hand down because he has almost no telegraph for it. Not mm. like the, the first time he throws his hand down. I mean when he throws it down and he breaks the platforms. He does it almost automatically for some reason, even though the other yeah. ones have telegraphs. So, and even, but that's it. And even I mean, then, Modern the final, Sonics is just the fucking Sonic Colors and Sonic Lost World fight. The final phase of that was... I liked the Sonic Colors final boss more, but it was still good, you know? Like Ugh, It was... That, I thought, was the I, I loved... Well, I actually thought that, that that was probably the... Because you gotta remember, the other boost games... All we really it's have to... certainly better than the Time Eater in Sonic and yes. Sonic Generations. It's and better uh, than Dark Gaia. It's better than Time yeah. Eater. It's better than no, Sonic I, Lost Worlds, for sure. And yeah, honestly... I want, to I want to disagree with you, but I don't think I can. And I do think that in terms of dodging his attacks, it was a little bit more chaotic with uh, the final boss's third phase in this game than Colors was. So maybe it was slightly harder, but I loved the fan service on that, I just gotta say. Because I love Egg Nega Wisp as a final boss, in, in the context of the story and stuff. Uh, so I liked, I had legitimately had a fangasm when it, when it showed up. I don't know why they call it the Death Egg Robot though, because it doesn't really like... I, I In terms of really... design, I loved the look of the boss. Too. Yeah, so did I. I'm just not sure why they called it the Death Egg Robot. Because I saw that pre-release, and I'm like, huh. And that got me thinking we would fight the actual Death Egg Robot again, which I was scared about. But then it wasn't actually really the Death Egg Robot, it was just... This yeah. thing that he made, that looked well, like the Sonic Colors <laughs> thing at the end. All the, uh... I mean, the, like, the Sonic Lost World final boss was basically the Death Egg Robot, too. Yeah. Except it looked like a pirate and had a cape. But that one actually looked like the Death Egg Robot to me. This one looked yeah. like... I was fine. Weird. I had... Like, I don't know why they called it that, but I think it was supposed to be, again, kind of like the rest of the game. Now that Eggman has the Phantom Ruby and can do whatever he wants, this is what the Death Egg Robot looks like now. That was the vibe you know I got how I, You know how I honestly feel as if they should have handled the uh, the structure of, like... I guess like kind of like the structure of the game, where it's like you have multiple different regions that are taken over by... You know, generals, right? You got Chaos, Zavok, oh, yeah. Zavok, whatever, Metal Sonic, Shadow, like, you know, and then you're just taking back those regions, and at the end of, um, at the end of each zone or act or whatever, um, you get to fight one of the generals, and then you slowly and surely piece together, oh, hey, wait, these aren't real, they're fakes, and then at the end, I wish you could have done something with the millions and millions of, uh, of, uh, the clones that that infinite makes because you don't really get to do anything with them they just you, they fight them 
you know, cutscene, and that's it. And even then, they all go down in one hit. Hmm. And I thought that was lame. Well, I think it's supposed to be that Infinite's, like, exerting his power to create so many, so they aren't as good as the other clones. I mean, that is true. That is true, but still. Because I would have loved to see fucking Knuckles throw down with Zavok. I would have loved to see Silver fight Chaos. Would have loved to see Team Chaotix go up against um, Metal Sonic and have Shadow go up against Shadow. And then Shadow can be like, I found you, faker. The other Shadow can be like, you're comparing yourself to me? Ha! <laughs> that would have been so fucking... Face. That would have been perfect. Yeah. I... Like... I think that I'm really sick of, like, I like Eggman, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm really sick of this charade where, like, Infinite is basically a jobber in this game. And if you don't know what a that jobber? means, it basically <laughs> means he's there. Like, the, the purpose of a jobber is, I think the best example is, it's kind of like what Vegeta does in Dragon Ball Z. Vegeta always, like, when he fights Frieza or when he fights Android uh, 18, I think, or 19, 18, yeah, 18. When he fights them, he gets his ass kicked, even though you think maybe he'll win. So then Goku can come in and look like a fucking badass and defeat Frieza, or um, I think it happened with Cell as well. Uh, so what happens with Infinite is that they they fight infinite in like a like they fight him multiple times and i mean at least sonic kind of struggles with it at first so infinite gets some good screen time but yeah at the end they fight infinite and they defeat him right and i it's, think the idea it's was a fine way to defeat him i think the idea but, was uh previously Sonic fought him by himself, and the Avatar fought him by himself. Then the third time, they fight him together, and it's through the power of teamwork that they overcome. Oh, yeah. fuck off. You know okay, well, listen, liked? Haydox, you know it's been that way since Sonic Heroes and Sonic Adventure 1. They've they've Look, done like, this before. I'm, I'm fine, I'm no. fine with that, because I don't care. It's a kid's game at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> like, it's a kid's I don't, game, I don't but then again, there is such thing as what bad writing. What I care writing. about is that I'm really sick of Eggman coming at the end and being like, okay... Now we fight. Like, I... You I, would like someone else to be the final boss for the change. Yes, because it's it's getting really predictable. And I mean, the Sonic stories are not mind-blowing or anything. It's okay yeah. if they're predictable. It's just that, like... Either make Eggman the sole villain, or don't try to do something different, and then make Eggman the final boss. That really you know, grinds my you gears. You know what in I colors, wanted them to do? It was okay in colors, and it was okay in generations, because even though the time meter was there, it was still... Him. still basically Eggman but like in Lost World they were like hey we have this new set of villains and then yeah. Eggman shows up at the end and then does his thing and then we have Infinite and I was really hoping Infinite would just he would fight Infinite at the end and then you'd be done and then but Eggman's like no I found I tapped into the potential of the the, the, the Phantom Ruby question mark and then <laughs> fight the, the egg like the death egg robot it's like okay going no, the you know what I, I don't think... even understand how the potential thing worked because is it like he added more I don't arms? either they just wanted an excuse for you to fight him <laughs> I think yeah. the idea was that maybe he had made another phantom ruby after the one he made for infinite the, the weird thing about the phantom ruby is that they have a prequel comic and I suppose that it is canon because it, it lines up with the story but the, the thing that happened is that the phantom ruby landed on his doorstep and then he researched it 
and then I guess he, he made, made his own different versions of it. What did what is it supposed to be? Because they had prototypes, so, so I guess he made different types. Because in this, the episode Shadow part, he did say something about <clears throat> a computer and analyzing a gemstone. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I. I I do think that Infinite was, like, even just as a character, like, as a whole, he was a huge fucking letdown. And we don't really... Because, like, we learned that he was a mercenary at one point, and then he gets kicked by Shadow, and then he screams, I'm not weak, and then he becomes Infinite. But we don't really learn anything... I think that's my point, where I'm like, I'm all, I always keep in mind with Sonic, I'm like, okay, this is, this is a kid's game. This is primarily meant for a younger demographic. So when I see Infinite in the main game, I'm like, well, he has a good screen presence. I really like Liam O'Brien, his voice actor. I like him. I like his presence. And then what really broke me is that when you, when you do get to the episode Shadow, you learn his motive, and it's just like, this feels a little bit too lazy even for kid writing. Like, Yeah, and it's like, it's it's so simple how you could have fixed him, how you could have made him a more interesting and a more compelling character. It's Also, you know, what was the deal oh, with not having Supersonic? I don't know, I've never cared about that. But yeah. I, I feel like that would have been a cool way, like everybody gets it, the Avatar gets it. I, don't know I mean, I if you fought Infinite at the end, like as the yeah. final boss, maybe, yeah, that would have been kind of cool, because Infinite is shown to, like, be really strong. So, like, what yeah. if the Emeralds, and then you had Classic, Supersonic, and the Avatar, but it also ran the risk of being as boring as the Time Eater, so that's probably why they mm -hmm. didn't do it. I mean, 3D Sonic and Supersonic boss fights, like, it kind like, okay, in Adventure, it, it kind of worked, but the fact, like, you didn't really even have to be supersonic for that to work. And then, whenever he started flying, in Adventure 2, it was fine, but it's, I don't think they've ever really struck a good chord with supersonic final boss fights. Mm -hmm. So, I think maybe that's why they were avoiding it. Mm -hmm. But you want to know how you fix fine. Infinite? You have Infinite be, like, like you have some sort of connection with your custom hero. That would make everything uh, that he does, like, do, all the taunting and everything like his, that? Now with his backstory. Why, like, the, like maybe your custom hero could have been a part of Jackal Squad or, or whatever. Because, like, it's shown that your character's like a scaredy cat, you know? So maybe while he's getting kicked in by Shadow, you know, he, your character's, like, off hiding and shit like that. And then Infinite's just like, oh, fuck you then, you didn't help me, asshole. So he's taking over the world and doing all that shit. And then he teams up with Sonic or whatever to take him down because he kind of maybe you feel responsible for it. I don't know. I just wish that like, like because I just think that would also make all of the friendship speeches that Sonic is giving out and a lot of the lyrics from Fist Bump and you know the lyrics about Infinite. It would have given him some more weight if your character was involved with Infinite's backstory. You know. Mm. Um. So I, I did. Like I it could have been. Come, it could. I've come like, to it understand could be, that this story is is. <laughs> a letdown? I think, well, <laughs> okay, it depends so... on what you want out of it. I think that it serves exactly the purpose that it wants, and it wants to be self-insert fanfiction. And it wants younger okay, kids um... to, to insert themselves with the Avatar and be with Sonic, and then it's about friendship at the end of the day. Like, this is the perfect game for what it what it tried to make, and I think I'm fine with that at the end of the day. I just see I, all the missed potential with the story. It could have been so much better. I, I missed. I was. I had to, you know, chat with someone. Did, what did I? Did I miss? 
Did we start talking about the story? Did that branch out from something? Uh, I was talking about how Infinite just kind of was a letdown. Ah, um, uh, okay. Left, but okay. Yeah, we're talking. I think you probably missed our Infinite discussion. Okay. I like him and his screen presence, and uh, his backstory is a little weak, even for kids writing. Yes. Okay. Well, what I th I think it should be noted that I played the main story before seeing Episode Shadow. And in the context of the main game, Infinite, I thought, worked pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but then I saw what his backstory was. I was grateful that he was not some kind of ancient god monster that <laughs> that Eggman unleashed from ancient tablets and needed to give Chaos <laughs> Emeralds to, because we've seen that too many times. I was grateful that he was, like, you know, just an ordinary kind of animal character in Sonic's world. I liked that there was some connection to Shadow, uh, but what... Oh, I will. I do have to say though, this Kirk Thornton gave a fantastic performance as Infinite. Yeah, yeah he was very good. And I surprised. You mean wait? You mean as Shadow? No, 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 as uh, Infinite. But he was. He this was easily his not, best Shadow. Voice actor, yeah. yeah, Liam O'Brien voices Infinite. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, who would I know Liam O'Brien from? He was War in Darksiders, but I don't know if you've played that. Um, really. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, cool. I might have to look that up because he was. I think it was a character in Naruto. A lot wasn't of the he? roles that I know him in, you don't know him in. Uh, Is he an anime? Start shooting. I want to see if I want to know. Hold on. I'll look. I'll look, <laughs> just keep talking, okay. and I'll look up his um, IMDb. I thought I would agree with you guys. This backstory was really weak, but and a certain undisclosed. A mutual friend of ours was telling me that he saw the episode shadow cutscenes and destroyed his room because it was so bad. And then I played oh, it. Oh, I, I have an idea who it was. And then I actually played episode shadow and watched the cutscenes and I'm like, what's so bad about this? And the only thing about it that kind of turned me off is that he gets defeated by shadow once and then he complains about how weak he is. And then that's why he let Eggman turn him into a monster, basically. It's so bad. Yeah, it sounds exactly like I, mean, I him. agree that it's it's pretty weak and lazy, <laughs> it's, but it's not. It's, it's literally not like it's literally weak because that's what he's complaining about about himself. He's not weak. It's just it's not the worst thing in the world. Like in the context of the main game. Disappointing. In the context of the main game, though, I thought he worked really oh, well. Uh, Liam O'Brien. This actually surprises me a little bit. He was Zaz in Lost World. Oh! Which is pretty damn surprising, but mm. you can kind of hear it. I mean, that's his probably his most unusual role I've ever heard, because he's usually, like, the gruff, like, he's perfect for Infinite, basically, but, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just... hard, because he, he's in, like, Persona and stuff, but I know you're not even really familiar with that. Mm -hmm. He's in a lot I... of, I think he was in Resident Evil, but I don't know if he was any, like, specific character in it. Yeah. Well, at any rate, I, I thought his performance was very good. You know, yeah, in, I really in, like Infinite's Infin performance too. Infinite is an interesting character, but they just don't do enough with yeah. it. I thought they, I, I, don't, I, don't, I thought I they did I the enough. Fact, I don't buy the fact that oh, it's it's for kids. I don't I don't think that's a good excuse well, because what, what there more are did a you lot want? of hmm. What more did you want exactly? I just wanted to be fleshed out more because we we 
learned that he just go like he, he again he gets his kicked in, he gets his teeth kicked in by Shadow, screams that he's not weak, and then you know he has a bit of screen time which is cool. He has a cool boss battle at one point, and then at the end, he just flies off saying no I can still fight, and he, he just flies off. Yeah, it's and like you never see him again. It's like um the Joker in the Dark Knight. <laughs> so for it like so compared to the no Joker, it's it's literally it's like Bane in the Dark Knight Rises as well where like. Something happens to the villains, and then they just drop out of the story. That happens in both of those movies. Yeah. It's true. It does watch happen with again. Bane, yeah. But I will argue, at least with Bane, he does put a lot of conflict onto Bruce. You know, he breaks his back and then throws him out of Gotham. That's more well, than no, anything we... Infinite ever did. Well, with the Infinite, Joker, he... Infinite it's... broke Sonic, and then they stole him for six months and quote-unquote yeah. tortured him. I mean, there with the go. Joker, yes. he didn't really leave. He... When I say... Uh, I don't remember what happened to him, is the point. He just he just disappears from the story, and is never mentioned. He got caught. Well, I don't remember that, so obviously the scene didn't really resonate. Michael, please. He he's hanging there, and then he's laughing. Yeah, and then he's he never. Just gonna give him one last push. Yeah. All right. Well, I well, think the difference is that. Whatever. I don't <laughs> like when I say Ryan that it's for kids. I don't mean that as an excuse. I mean that as literally they're writing for like a demographic that would like they're writing for a demographic that would enjoy this kind of thing and doesn't necessarily need what you're asking for but the marketing would imply otherwise i don't you know you necessarily listen to agree because i think you, that you, what the marketing established is that it's a darker premise that they did they did pay off but mm. it's it's not like i've never expected anything more from sonic stories like I do agree that I don't necessarily like how Sonic's been characterized as of late, but I've gotten over that, and the rest of the characters are fine. So, like... But my thing is, though, is that, like, you look at the trailer, you see this ominous new villain, and then they have, like, this big infinite... Like, this big infinity logo come up, it's like, boom! You got people in, like, you know, who are being interviewed by, like, game journalists or whatever, they're saying, yeah, infinite's gonna be a much more darker villain than we ever had, infinite's gonna be this and that, infinite this, this and that, you know? <laughs> and then like we George got the, Lucas. We got the trailer that had infinite saying, oh, you may call me infinite in the brief moment that remains to you, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, Infinite's theme, like, people, like, uh, people at Sega and Sonic Team were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, this theme is all about his backstory and shit like that. But we don't, we don't learn really that much about him. We don't learn anything that's, you don't learn anything important to him. See, the more I hear about, about this kind of stuff, the more that, because to me, it feels like there's this really big disconnect between what I played and what in this horrible, terrible nightmare that people like the guy I mentioned were complaining about and hearing stuff like that, it just sounds like part of the reason why I enjoyed the game as much as I did was because I avoided, avoided all the, the marketing stuff. Because the marketing for this game made this game to look like as if it was going to be something completely different. You know, and I, I just I guess I feel kind of burned by that. I just I. I I saw the potential for Infinite to be something more than just a, a, a mundane villain who doesn't really do anything. You know, they could have made him a really interesting, a really compelling character. They could have made the story a lot more personal if, you know, your character in Infinite had some sort of connection at one point. They, they, they just, they had all of these opportunities. And again, it's just like, it's really my problem with the writers in general, because like, you know, with Sonic Colors, that's, that's fine. Generations was fine. But like with Lost World and with, you know, with this game too, 
there's a lot of really cool ideas, but just they're not really fleshed out all that well. So they could, they could have been so much more. I I what so upon replaying Lost World last year, I used to be a defender of that story. And there were some good performance kind of stuff in it and decent voice acting, but in terms of the story they told, it felt like a complete tonal mishmash of different ideas. Yeah. Like at one there's one point where Sonic and Zaz are, you know, making wry quips at each other, and then there's another point where Eggman go, go, gets angry and says, I will destroy everything you know and love, and starts punching an ice block. And... Uh, he says that he'll rip out their black hearts. Yes. Get fat by eating them. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that when I heard that forces, because I knew enough to know that they were going for something darker and more adventure-esque, I, that had me worried, and when I heard people complaining about the story, I thought, oh god, is, what, what have they done? Uh, and then I played the game, and I thought the story was pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. It's not the best thing ever, but in terms of tone, because I thought that it, them trying to do something more serious again would just never work. Uh, especially after uh, Sonic 06 and Shadow. And even seeing some of the uh, more serious elements from Lost World and how that completely didn't fit with, you know, the jokier stuff that the writers are actually better at. Uh, but then I played this, this, I, this story, I thought they had a very consistent kind of somber tone that I thought worked for this game and for you know, the story. And I will agree with that, too, is that when I, I remember, like, I, I, you know, you hear that it's going to have a darker story, which... You know, initially I was kind of worried, but I'm like, hey, you know, the the writers they they can tell pretty lighthearted stuff, so I don't think it'll be super dark. Um, and you know, I saw a lot of more artwork and everything come out. Like you see uh, in the reveal trailer, you see Sonic gritting his teeth and looking all angry and pissed off. There's some promotional artwork that has like Sonic charging on Infinite with his mouth wide open. He looks fucking pissed. And uh, like even in the box art, he has like this weird like serious expression. Just. I was kind of worried that Sonic was going to be a stick in the mud. And mm. then I saw the part where, like, Sonic is talking to Infinite, just like, See? Infinite! Now we're getting to know each other! So, so what's me, the secret to the source of your color? power? <laughs> what's, the so what's your favorite color? Do you like long romantic walks on the beaches? What's, what's the source of your power? You can skip the, the source of my like. power is none of your business. And I gotta say, yeah. I, I... As cheesy as that scene was... It reminded I loved me. It. it reminded me of the Sonic in jail and Sonic Adventure 2 talking about mm -hmm. Shadow and how he's like all obsessed with them. Yeah, that was a good scene. I really like that scene. So yeah, side note. Yes, guys, I'm a I get bit frustrated, it. but yeah, hey ducks. I gotta get going because I have class tomorrow. Okay. Um. All right. Do you have any final thoughts you would like to share with us? Uh, I guess it's just. Uh, I mean, I, I played it, <laughs> but, like, I didn't hate ten. it, I didn't love it. And I totally understand. Mm -hmm. That to me. I don't hate it. It's just, I, it's forgettable and I don't want to think about it anymore. Cause <laughs> I, no offense to Sonic Team, but I feel like this could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man. Alright. I'll see y'all later. Bye. Right. Make sure to save Bye -bye. your audio.
I will. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just the three of us now, fellas. But yeah. Uh, I don't remember what we were talking about before we got interrupted. Do you guys? About that Sonic scene. Oh What's yeah. The source of your power. Yeah. yeah, I really like that one. I mean, I I said that I'm not a big fan of how they characterize him. Like, I, I'm content with it now. Like, th there have been enough games where I'm like, this is what they're doing, and I'm going to, like, I'm going to deal with it, because it's not horrible. But, like, I have i don't like how... There's a scene where he's talking... You know when he gets out of his prison shackles and he's talking mm -hmm. to Zavik? Yeah. I, I feel like it's not necessarily the writing that's the problem. Well, okay. <laughs> so, like, in that scene... He's like, you know, the the joke that he makes, I don't even really necessarily remember. He's like something about how, oh, you hate fun or whatever. The way that that line is delivered, he doesn't even take a breath. And it feels like, it feels like he is, like, they're really trying to make Sonic make quips at every single opportunity without I like, without thought this pause. game was a little bit uh, lighter on that than previous ones. Well, no, I would see, agree, what I yeah. But I what still I... don't like it necessarily. Like, I feel like they're trying to make him. They're trying to make him endearing and funny and like, I don't know. Like it. It's. I would agree that this is this is probably the best that they've managed with him, which is yes. nice. And the the scene with Infinite, I legitimately like those jokes. Like, that is a, a Sonic that I can get behind. I just think they they have some work to do, but I think they could they could do something really nice with them. I there is a scene near the end which I also didn't like very much, where he calls Infinite a loser, quote unquote, and that yeah. was a little bit a little bit too much for me. Like whenever he talks about friendship, fine, you know, like they always do that. Yeah, they always do that, and I'm fine with it. Chaos has but... only sucked away the negative energy of the emeralds. Yeah, it's. <laughs> That stuff's fine, it's just, I think I'm coming to terms with the fact that I really like how he was characterized in something like SA2 or Unleashed. I mean, yeah. Unleashed a little less so, but I still liked him in Unleashed a lot. I think in SA2, the key for me was that he was, he was, he definitely made quips and one-liners. Like, I'm not gonna deny yeah, that. Just letting Knuckles it's... pilot the shuttle on the way over is more dangerous than you could ever be. Yeah, but like, I, he felt he felt a little like his spirit was always like and I think they captured a little bit of that in forces pretty well especially near the end when he just goes off on his own but he his spirit always felt pretty carefree but he knew when when thing when shit was hitting the fan yeah like one of the scenes that I always liked which I always point out is that when when the when the arc is falling right and then they're like, oh, we have to band together. And then Eggman was talking, and then Sonic... Sonic's immediate reaction to everything is just, okay, let's go save the planet. Like, he doesn't care about anything else. He's just... He's the guy who saves the day, and he runs around, and he's happy and content. And I've always looked up to him since I was a kid. And I've never really liked how... Especially, like, since... In both Colors Generations and even in Lost World, they... It feels like they fumbled around with them a little bit in places I didn't like, and at least in forces they feel like they're a little bit more on track with what I what I thought that was so cool about them. So, the one thing I don't like about Sonic in this game 
um, and I think it's just because they went a little too far trying to be dark, is uh, when it's just like, oh, we found Sonic! He's alive! And he's been held captive, and he's been tortured for six months! And I'm like, he could have just been a prisoner. He didn't have to be tortured. I think that's just a bit... That's trying just a yeah. bit too hard. Uh, and on top of that, it's just like, we never really see Sonic bring up the fact that he was tortured. Like, that's kind of extreme. And you think that he would bring it up like, oh, you know, Eggman fucking shoved a paperclip underneath my fingernails. I'm going to get that bastard back, asshole. But we don't... Like, even when he's being released by Zavok, you know, Zavok, whatever, he doesn't really... He doesn't bring it up. We just see that he was in prison, and I think that's all they really needed, but we just had to get that tortured scene in there because... It's, we gotta be edgy, guys. Also, Eggman really wants to kill him. Like, <laughs> I found that really weird. Oh, he but wanted to him. banish him, if I remember correctly. Into space. Yeah. But you then want... when Infinite... He got really explicitly, like, Infinite, why didn't you kill him? And I'm like, okay, whoa. I, I'm always a little bit confused, but, I mean, Eggman's always the best part of these games, so I'm, like... <laughs> it's, like, it, he's... I don't know how they consistently get him... Like, he's just always my favorite part. Yeah. So. And I was kind of surprised they kept up his Lost World kind of characterization. It felt more yeah. fitting in this game. Like one of my favorite lines in this game is when he's talking to Tails in Classic Sonic, and he's talking yep. about, like... <laughs> he's talking about, like, um, how the world's going to end, and then he's like, oh, but you won't be around to see it, and then he just flies off. You know I, I what just, they say, the anticipation <laughs> of the end is worse than the end itself. Yeah. Maybe not in this case, though. Yeah, mm. I just, I don't know. He's always written so well. He just mm -hmm. fits all, like, maybe it just is Mike Pollock, but I don't know. It's, he's, like, I've never seen an Eggman performance as of late that I haven't liked. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I remember uh, when the story trailer dropped for this game, with all the weird audio mixing issues and everything like that. I, I thought that the voices sounded kind of bad, but... Hearing them in game, it made me realize that for the most part, uh, the voice acting I feel is the best that this series has had. Yep, totally, completely agree yeah. with you, Ryan. I, and I hear, I'm I hear still, that there's I'm a. I'm still iffy on Roger, but it's it's probably his best. Uh, everyone else I hear was that there's great. A part, I hear that there's a part where Silver has a voice crack or something. Uh, I didn't uh, notice. So it. I'm a I haven't iffy heard on it. Silver too, but overall, he's still good. Well, it's Quentin but, like, Flynn. I, yeah, he's Axel. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's that Quentin. Not sound like Quentin Flynn. Jesus, that's uh, at least surprising. at least Quentin Flynn was him in Generations. So unless they changed it, he's him here too. Okay. Well, yeah, they might have because they did change. They changed SBO to Matt Mercer instead of Troy Baker, so they could have. Oh my God, it was great. Okay, so I gotta say, people were complaining to hell and back about the radios before the game came out, but I loved Anything. it. It reminded me of Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah, I really love it, too. I'm, I am glad that you can turn it off for a little bit, like, like, because yeah. sometimes I just wanted to see how the levels were without the chatter, but I like having it on because I really like yes. that these characters are doing things now. Yes. And that they're actually, like, they play a role. That was my biggest complaint with Generations, is that they were there and they did nothing. Yes. My, my thing is that with the radios, it it doesn't, it doesn't really remind me that the characters are doing things, and more so just, it gives a bit of context and a bit of flavor speech to um, the actual levels. Like, if yes. you play with them off, I think they're just a bit more boring, but or a little bit more mundane, but if you play with them on, it's... Yeah, because they give context, because there's a point where they're like, oh, we're we're somewhere else and we're pinned down, and it's like, wow, this, this war is happening across the fucking world, like... Yeah. 
Yeah. I like that. So we can keep yeah, the focus appropriately on Sonic and, you know, the main characters, but still have the other characters play a role in the story. Which is something and that people say, have been complaining about, by the way, for years. And now that they've actually yeah. done it, apparently it's bad and not what we wanted. I will say, though, I love how, like, like Silver and Shadow, like, they get their moments. And yeah, they're really cool. I loved that scene. That Silver had a moment where he fought Infinite. Like, yes, that was great. Do very much. I loved it, and that's it's why. That's why I kind of wish that if Shadow had a playable role, it makes more sense to me because this is a resistance movement where everyone is doing something. And you know what people have wanted for a while is is like. I guess some multiple playables that don't necessarily all control drastically differently. And I think that, mm. especially with the resistance movement thing, would have fit more than any other Sonic game. So yeah. that's why I kind of wished, like, I think Episode Shadow was a fine way to kind of mediate that expectation. Yeah. Um, plus him being playable in levels in general was also very nice, because it's been a long ass time since that's happened. Yep. So. I, I loved that. I would uh, take will... it further, but yeah, that's, so, that's what I probably would want. Of all... I also want to say that I, I've always been more excited for Forces of Mania because like it's it, it brought back so many things that I've been wanting out of a Sonic game yes. for years. Like, you know, we got like, you know, I like colors, you know, despite what I said about it earlier. I, I like colors. I like you know, I don't really count generations because like the, the spectacle and everything like that. They've been it's been reused. Lost World didn't really have a lot of spectacle. Colors didn't really have a lot of spectacle and least reused spectacle so many times. So it's I don't really think it's that good. But here it's just like like it, they're bringing back so much spectacle, so much uh, pizzazz and spunk. And I love it. And, um, you know, you got multiple playable characters, you know, you got your custom hero, you got Shadow, you got Sonic, I think that's awesome. And I love the way how the custom hero plays, by the way. Um, how, like, each role, ha or each animal has, like, a different ability. Um, you know, it has, like, a, a kind of I more serious the, tone. the Wispons are a cool... The, the Wispons are great. Yeah. I was, uh. real, I was really hesitant about the Wispons, but I think that they... Except for, like, Cube, which is, like, I yeah. don't know why that's in there, but... Except, like, with the exception of Cube, I think they all have their really unique uses. I love using Burst and Imperial Tower. I like the timing of that. I think the drill, as overpowered as that drill is, it's hilariously fun to use that thing. I've seen people break the game in half with that thing. Yeah. Like, they speedrun the shit out of it. I didn't understand why you didn't just have one Wisp on that, you know, you just collected yeah. Wisps like normal and then you could pick whatever you want. I, that would be cool. I hated but... that you had to equip them. That made no sense to me. Yeah. I think it makes a little bit more sense because they have uses outside of needing a capsule, which mm -hmm. I think it'd be a little bit hard to coordinate. Like, you could obviously have sections like where you have a capsule for um, lightning and a capsule for burst right next to each other. Um, but, like... For Asteroid, I think you'd you would need the attack for Asteroid plus the with like the capsule for Asteroid, but then they kind of interchange them in the levels. So I don't know. I'm thinking logistically how that would work, and it'd be kind of a well, nightmare. All I know is that I had to come back and replay custom avatar stages multiple times because you have to equip certain wispons to get red rings. Yeah. And yeah. that wouldn't be a problem if you could just grab whatever capsule you wanted and use that. I honestly don't find it that big of a deal. 
I, mean, I, like, I, I, I like exp- I, I honestly enjoyed uh, equipping the different wispons and seeing like what each one did. Why didn't we well, Sonic have the wisps? Rental avatars kind of mediate the issue a little bit because you at least get a second like chance. Well, you, yeah. you can only you go into a level make... with burst and um, lightning. Yeah, if you really wanted to. Well, mm. you can't do that till after you beat the game already. The no, rental avatars? Yeah, oh, you the... can rental avatars at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I'd never bothered using them. I, I didn't either, if I'm being honest, but... I didn't know what they were for, I just thought it was something like, Hey, we made a random avatar out of different pieces. Wanna try this for a stage? That's what I thought it was. I didn't think it nope, was anything. they're actual, um... I think they're actual, uh, characters, aren't they? Like, are they the other actual people are 3D avatars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. You know what I think would've helped with this, uh... With this game a lot more, with the Custom Hero shit? Um, I would've... I, I think it would've been cool if this game had a bit more of, uh... If it has some more MMO functions to it, because mm-hmm. um, like, have you guys you guys haven't played any of the Dragon Ball Xenoverse games, right? No. no I, I mean, the, they're kind of the same in premise, where it's like you make your character and then you fight alongside you know iconic characters that you grew up with. Um, and I think it would have been cool if, and this is also kind of a problem that I have with uh, the rings, for example, um, and also how you unlock gear and everything. It would have been cool if you had like a, a hub world, right? Like a, a little hub world where uh, you, you get to interact space. with. What happened? Resistance space. Yeah, like a little, like a, a little resistance space where you and a bunch of other um, custom characters that other people made um, get oh. to interact with one another. Um, you know, you can use the coin or coins. Oh, you use the <laughs> rings. <laughs> you can use the rings that you get through the levels. Um, to buy new wispons, to buy new gear, to get modifications for your wispons, um, and maybe you can like go on, um, you can go on missions with your, with other characters, like, you know, you can rent out their heroes to do other shit. Like, if it had more of an MMO function, I think it, it would have made the game a lot more, mm-hmm. it would have given the game a lot more depth, and, uh, it would have given the, the, the rings more of a purpose, because really, even with the difficulty options, like if you if you pick easy, you get a hundred rings, or um, you get up to a hundred rings. You can't go past that, um, and you know you lose like twenty rings every time you get hit. But if you do hard, you get as many rings as you want. But if you get hit once, you lose all of them. So it, I think it would have had it, it would have had a uh, an interesting risk versus reward kind of I function. But it like weird it, that you got so many rings and then you don't since there are you don't lives, do anything with like them. I mean, they contribute to your score, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which can... What I do like is that you have a lot of, like, missions that get you different gear. And I really mm. like to customize my avatar, so... I love trying to get the missions done, and, um... I actually do think the the secret levels that you get from Red Rings are not amazing, but they're better than whatever they tried to do in Generations with missions. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll give them that. Uh... So, one thing I'd like to mention is that the story reminded me a lot of Jack 3. Have either of you guys played Jack 3? I know there's a lot of sand. Uh, well, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but I suppose <laughs> sand... What I mean is that basically the plot of Jack 2, without spoiling too much of it, is after the events of the second game, there's a power vacuum in Haven City, which was the main setting of the second game, and you have the characters from the second game 
fighting against the monstrous alien metalheads and uh, some mysterious guy who's controlling some robots uh, for the city, uh, for control of it. And so basically the plot is, you know, a war is happening and over the course of the game you have to go out and do missions in order to further the story and basically strike back at the other two factions and take back the city. That's the plot of Jack 3. And remind, Sonic Forces reminded me a lot of that. And what I really liked about Jack 3's plot, and Jack 2's plot as well, uh, is it's what's called ludonarrative synchronization, where gameplay affects story and story affects gameplay, and they feel very tightly knit. Uh, when you do mm. a mission in Jack 3, no matter how, you know, it could be something as random as just doing a turret practice minigame, uh, to impress some characters so you can get some. It always furthers the story in some way. And it means that no matter how crazy the gameplay gets or off track it gets from the core Jack platforming, it feels like it serves some kind of purpose in propelling the narrative. And that's what I really liked about that game and Jack 2 as well. And Sonic Forces reminded me a lot of that, where it's like, for, for most of the other Sonic games we've had, it's always just been uh, kind of a linear affair where you go from one zone to the next and then the game ends. I like that in this game you're kind of going all over the world at random yes. kind of intervals uh, to fulfill some kind of story objective. And in terms of gameplay, it's really never more than just get to the end of the level. It's kind of like um, Kid Icarus Uprising in a way, but just like how Kid Icarus Uprising made levels that are, when you really stop and think about it, just linear tracks where you shoot people and then fight a boss at the end uh just like how the dialogue in that game made that gameplay more interesting and fulfilling i thought that the radio served the same function and so did the cutscenes. it felt like you really mm -hmm. were strategizing in a war it felt like every level had some kind of purpose in propelling the narrative and even though the story is you know i i said i thought it was pretty good uh you know in terms of execution voice acting animations even though the um, overworld cutscenes are just facial avatars, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know the actual in-game cutscenes were pretty cool. Uh, I thought that in term because it's been a long, long ass time since a plot in a Sonic game actually felt like it mattered in terms of gameplay, because it's been since like the adventure games, really. We're like in Adventure 1. Oh, oh no, Amy's gone. I gotta go find her. So you play Speed Highway to go find her. And, you know, yeah, yeah, story you and yeah. gameplay actually fed into each other in that way. And that's that's what I liked about the stories back in the day before I realized how stupid they were uh, when you stop and think about it. Because... You could also make the argument for Unleashed as well with, like, Eggman Land. Yeah. And it's yeah, like so unleashed it to some extent when you're too. playing Final Chase in Sonic Adventure 2, you you know knowing that the world's gonna get destroyed if you don't hurry up makes that level more interesting to play. And Sonic Forces yeah. felt like the same thing. It felt like going through Prison Lane had some kind of impact and significance because Sonic was important to the story, and you know completing the level meant rescuing him. So that was something I really... You know, obviously, before people kill me, I do think that Jack 3's story was a little, you know, better. I'm just making, drawing that connection. I enjoyed Sonic Force's stories in a similar way that I enjoyed Jack 3's story. 
is what I'm saying. You yeah. monster. Because, I mean, you go <laughs> you go from the spaceport to get a space shuttle to take you to the Death Egg to save Sonic, and then Sonic escapes with the Avatar, and then they go on missions. And like, yeah. yeah. And then we have of, Sonic going over... By the way, a lot over... of those missions take place at the same time as other missions, too. Yep. Like, um, like Tails in Classic Sonic go off and do their own thing while um, something else is happening, or they have this big plan that they're coordinating. You know, like, yeah. I like that a lot. That Those elements, I thought, really worked. So this is the first time in a very long time where the, the story just didn't feel like something that was there just to be there because people expect it from the series at this point. Absolutely. I agree. So that and I do think that is one of that is one of Sonic Force's stronger uh one of one of his stronger points. I while I do think that the story is undercooked, it could have been so much better. I do think that it does add a lot of context and it does enrich the gameplay in a way that And at the end of the day, I what I asked for more than anything was context. And that's what mm -hmm. I wanted for a long ass time. And even if it's not a perfect story, I mean like it's it's still pretty good. Like it's it's like it adds the context that I needed, and that's what I explained to people. They're like, "Why do you care about Sonic and Sonic stories or sto stories in a Sonic game?" And for me, it's always been about context. Yeah. So Exactly, that's and that's why really I love the SA2 point. So much because the SA two story is really dumb, but <laughs> yep. it's it all threads together coherently. Like things happen for a reason. Yep. Mm -hmm. And really, when you stop I, to think about it, context is really what story in video games. You know, if you're thinking very much, if you're thinking in like a utilitarian kind of way, that's the purpose of story in video games is to contextualize. The gameplay so it doesn't just feel like tasks you're doing just because mm -hmm. when you're playing uh i don't know um super mario no that's not a good example uh banjo kazooie we'll go with banjo kazooie <laughs> in the context of banjo kazooie all you're doing gameplay wise is collecting a bunch of crap but the story elevates it because Grunty is such an evil motherfucker and she taunts you the whole game and she has your sister kidnapped and is going to turn her into a, a monster to enrich her own beauty. And, you know, she makes fun of you the whole time. And so it feels really good to get through those stages and get to the top of that tower and whoop her ass and knock her all the way back down. The story mm. makes Banjo-Kazooie so much better in a way that you wouldn't think it would. Because at the end of the day, it's just a goofy little cartoon about a bear and a bird that, you know, fight a witch to save the little sister. But because the context enriches the gameplay, it makes you feel like collecting jiggies actually matters for something. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. I thought Forces did that better than a lot of recent Sonic games. I do agree with that. I just I hope for the next game we actually get a. I don't want a good story. I want a great one. <laughs> I, just, like, I, I I'm sorry. I just like because like it has potential, and I just I want. I don't know who is it. Pontac is he writing it? I just want him to take his time. I've always you know, been confused just, as to who the who they give the the general writing reins to. Yeah, I or think contact and graph just localize the story for English audiences. I'm pretty I just, sure that I want they whoever's just writing the game just to take their time, flesh out the ideas, be inspired I mean, by other media's. Just, I played the just game make with, it. Um, I did a playthrough earlier 
with uh, the Japanese audio on just to see what it was like. And what I noticed is that I, I have a feeling that they wrote it with the English audience in mind first because the English dialogue syncs up with their lips, but the Japanese dialogue doesn't. Huh. And in the Japanese dialogue, they, they, they actually say different things like that aren't even in the subtitles. Like sometimes Sonic will just say great in English, but it won't be in the text. Yeah, and well, that's because his voice actor is an English teacher who likes to put English. Yeah. <laughs> but the the thing that got me was that it doesn't sync with their lips. But when you play the English dial, like the English on, I it think, does sync with their lips. I think they've been doing that since Sonic 06, actually, because people complained that it was synced to the Japanese dialogue. So they just decided, well, we only have time to do one. We'll just do English so that they'll stop complaining. Yeah. I think that's what happened, but I don't know. Honestly. I mean, like, I hope they do better too, but this is also, like, I feel like we should probably, like, people should probably give them credit that this is probably the best story that they've done so far, in my opinion. Um, I, I do, like I said, it did sell me on the fact that you can make, that you can in this day and age make a more serious Sonic story and have it work. That, that I give it true. credit for, but in terms of what did I, and of course, like Ryan was getting at, I do think the voice acting and presentation were the best we've had, it, you know, besides the, you know, the facial portrait cutscenes they have, besides that, best presentation so far. But in terms of what did I enjoy the most out of these people, I still think Colors was my favorite. I agree, and I agree because, like, Colors was as good as it could have been. Like, I don't think there was really any mispotential with Sonic Colors because it's just, it's just a goofy story with Sonic and Tails going to goofy Eggman Land Park and you're just, you're just doing some goofy shit. You know, there were stakes, but they weren't like overblown or anything like that. It was very, it was like a Saturday morning cartoon. I think it did that to a T. It was <laughs> like, it could not have been any better. Lost World could have been so much better. Generations could have been so much better. And I do think that Forces suffers the most because it had the potential to be so much more yeah. than whatever it was trying to be. And I guess... I just don't yeah. like the way the colors was written, to be honest. It's, it's you fine. just missed the B-B-B-E! The best bus like, beating I, I don't ever! Care. Like, I like lighter <laughs> stories. Like, I like the fact that it was pretty light. I just don't like how mm. they wrote him than any of the characters, really. Well, Eggman... Again, Eggman's always been good. So, um, it's, it's... The fact, the thing with Forces for me is that it felt the most well-rounded, and I, I, I like the writing the most in this game. And I think the voice actors have kind of settled into their roles. I, yes, I don't know definitely. if I'll ever like Roger as Sonic, but I've, I just have to get used to him, because I don't, I don't know, it's just, there's something about him. I really like Roger as anything else he's in. It's just that I don't know, like, there's something about him as Sonic that I've never, ever been able to get I, used to. I, I think so, I might have an idea because, like, you listen to Ryan and you listen to Jason, they both kind of have, like, a, hey, you be careful, Tails. Oh, yeah, this is happening. And Roger's just, like, deeper, like, a lot deeper than either uh, Ryan or Jason. He sounds Jason. like an elf. <laughs> yeah, actually, kind of. That's that's he he sounds like a dwarf or an elf or a gremlin or something. That's what the voice sounds like. It always, it always felt like some kind of otherworldly fairy kind of voice. 
you guys do not understand what I'm saying? I just, I just never heard anyone say it like that before. Yeah, I, think, I think I understand, yeah. yeah they think it's that's just... what's distracting about it, but I, I... I don't know, I've always liked that persona for Sonic. But I think I agree with you, King K, let's bring back SA2 Sonic. Because I, yeah. that's still my favorite. He was fun! And honestly, Ryan Drummond's probably still my favorite voice for the character. I still like Jason the most, but that's... You know. Jason was is pretty good. I Ryan or Jason, I never really cared, but... I mean, I like them all. I like, I like all the voices that we have for Sonic so far. Like, the main voices. Roger, Jason, Ryan, I like them all. Well, of course they you'd like Ryan. Moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about story, we talked about the gameplay for the most part, we talked about the soundtrack and the graphics. Uh, is there anything else about the game we want to talk about, or do we want to move on to where should we go from here? Uh, what do we think about the custom hero real quick? Um... Like, I mean, I think we can all agree that Classic Sonic's just the weakest part of the game. Uh, you know, you're gonna hate me, Ryan. I don't think I don't think he should have been in the game, and I felt like he added really nothing. Uh, but in terms of the level design, I thought his was the best. I do think that you know, and I, I will give credit where credit is due. I do think that the two D sections are very well designed. Yeah. Like there was never a moment where I'm just like, "What were they thinking?" Yeah. But. It's more so the problem that I have with, and this is just like the overall level design, is that, you know, when it, whenever it's 3D, and it's not always, but yeah. it does happen a lot, well, where the 3D feel feels more like bridges to get you to the next 2D yeah. section. And that's not true all the time. You know, and again, it's, I've, it's, it's always, I've, you know, people who complain about, why are there 2D sections in the game? Yeah. The three, Whoa, <laughs> the 3D sections were always the worst part of these boost games. Always. Without fail. Generations uh, is Generations is probably the only game where I liked the 3D stuff all that much. I was gonna say, I think Generations had like the best 3D. Ever. But if you go back like and play Unleashed game. like you were getting at earlier, Ryan, the controls really do not work for the 3D platforming mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, colors, all the 3D stuff was basically the same as this game. If I'm being honest, yeah. where you just run in a straight line, but still, you actually had to do like um, drifting and stuff to get extra points so you can get your S rank. Unlike forces, but where... even then, the the drift was always context sensitive. You can only drift at certain points. You couldn't drift whenever you want. Yeah, but I'm still saying that there is, because I feel like the ranking system is so important for informing yourself as to why these games are built the way they are. Because it's easy to look at Sonic Adventure 2's level design and say that they have no replay value, but it's only when you start going for ranks that you really understand why this is here and why that's there. And yeah. Colors is the same way, where the rankings are actually difficult to get, and you, unlike Generations and Forces, you won't get them on your first try. Uh, so you actually have to do the drifting correctly and look for the best routes and all that kind of stuff to get the best ranking. Unfortunately, you also have to grind for color bonuses, but, you know, still better than Generations where you don't even have to try. And Forces yeah. is pretty much the same thing. Generations may not, like, it may as well not even have a ranking system. Yeah. Because as long as you beat the level without dying, you get an, you get an S rank. Or not, yeah, you just can't die. You can finish the level in, like, four minutes, and you probably still get an S rank if you don't die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... And, um... 
again, it's like I, I just I find it so fascinating that this is really the only boost game that has fully 3D levels for their main stages. And again, I think they're the best that the boost has ever had. Like these are some of my favorite 3D levels in any boost game. Like I love Arsenal Pyramid. I love Null Space. I love uh, fucking uh, Modar Canyon or whatever it's Mortar. called. Mortar, Mortar Canyon. Because one, I think that the designs are pretty spacious, and two, it's just again, the boost is just so much fun to experiment with because it's, again, I just think it controls the best out of any boost game. Mm -hmm. But, and again, like the 2D textures are fine. My issue with Classic Sonic, though, um, I will say that I like his drop dash. I yeah, do, drop I do dash use it a lot. Yeah, like it feels really good to use, and I, even like when I was playing Sonic Mania for the first time, I didn't really think much of it. But then, like the more I used it, the more I grew accustomed to it. But here, I thought it was like it was very smooth, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, I just don't think his. Well, really, this is like with all the characters, their acceleration is off. Yes. Like you can like tilt forward on the analog stick slightly, and they'll still run, and that's very it, it's jarring. I did like. And we have to do precise platforming. It, it can fuck yeah, you up really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I did like though that's what that gets me about classic Sonic and why I don't I can't get to grips with them because I agree that as someone who loves mania I'm not a nut about like needing <laughs> multiple pathways and all that shit like classic Sonic's level design in forces is totally fine and I actually really like it I do it's too. just that like his controls there's something like I think it really is the the jumping and turning or something that like uh, I yeah I will agree like with that. Ryan that because like and I think this applies to modern as well in the two D sections like there's this part in um Park Avenue I think where like you go over a bridge and then you land in a lower platform and then like right behind you there are like three little platforms and a red ring on it right yeah and, that happened we with the custom hero too and I'm trying to to do that and for some reason because of the way that you accelerate when you jump. It was really hard to do for some reason, and I actually had to switch to the D-pad to do it. And in the PC, they, for, they I don't, don't know. Uh, yeah, in the PC, they don't let you do both, but on the PS4, they let you do both, which is oh. the weirdest. And the Xbox One, too. I don't know why they don't let you do it on the PC. It was the most weird. Like, I had to get used to it, because I, I don't like using the analog stick for 2D. It's, it's really weird. Yes. I know what section you're talking about, by the way. It's not telegraphed terribly well because, especially if you're using the wrong wispon, but they want you to use a wispon for that. They want you to use, um, I think it's either they want you to use either asteroid or cube, because asteroid can let you float, and cube lets you stack. Oh up no, platforms. this was a Sonic level. Uh, was it a it, Sonic level? It it, it had no, the no, same the, geometry the, as the, Park Avenue. Yeah, the the custom hero has it too. Like it's. Like, with Sonic, you got three platforms to get a red ring, but with the Custom Hero, you only have one. Mm. Yeah, the Custom Hero, though, you're, that's what I was saying, is that you're supposed to use the Wispon. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about with Sonic now. Um, I was just citing it but, as an example of a place where I felt like the jump acceleration didn't feel right. Well, I didn't necessarily have a problem with Sonic in that instance. I had a problem with the Avatar because I didn't have, like... I didn't notice that you were supposed to use the Wispon, so I was trying to get to that platform by regular platforming. Yeah, I did too. And that, that's how that's I did it, I and it was like, hard. What the fuck's going on? Like, I can't get over there. Also, I uh, later that it's the Wispon. Let me ask you guys something too. Um, do you guys think that the camera was panned out a bit too far in the 2D sections? Nope. You can never. Because there were a lot really. of times where, like, in Episode Shadow, in, in his Green Hill level, for example, uh where I could not tell where I was. 
Because there was what? so much Actually, going on, I'll and I was so that. small. There were there were several times where there were times where I think it was either Sonic or Shadow. There were brief seconds where he blended in with the background so much that I lost track of where he was. But uh, it wasn't like a consistent problem. Yeah, it was. It was. But I think that's also not necessarily the camera. That's not necessarily due to the camera. I think it's due to like the the how the backgrounds were, how they work. Because it was a there were some sections like I think in Luminous Forest there was there was a section that I remember where I lost track of Sonic for a second, mm. and I I think that's it's not the camera's fault it's I think it's the background design. I don't know because like even in uh, Gaia Rock for uh, the custom Guardian hero, Rock. Guardian Rock, excuse me, <laughs> like I kept getting lost because I could not find where my character was because everything was so big, and I was also so tiny. Also might be what you color your avatar. That could blend in more than other colors. Yeah, that is true, because my character was black. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a consistent problem for me. It just happened occasionally. Uh, personally, mm. for me, I'd rather it be panned out too far and always be able to see what you're doing. Yeah, but, like, this has nothing to do with the camera anyway, I don't think. But I don't know, maybe... Because, again, like, it just... You're, the, uh, the character seemed so small to me, and the well, environment me, seemed like, so if, big. Even if it was zoomed in, I think you'd still have that problem. Like... I don't know. Yeah, but maybe. It's it's sufficiently panned out to me. It doesn't cause any issues really. I just think it could have been zoomed in just a bit more, just so I can see where exactly I was going on, or see where exactly I was going. Okay. All right. Uh, is, is that it? Have we talked about everything? That's all I can really think about. Yeah. All right. Alright, so I guess all that leaves us with is, where do we go from here? Sonic Adventure Formula. <laughs> Bring it back. Um, I don't, like... I think, for me, I think the boost has has run its course. Like Yes. I as, actually like, agree. At its peak, in Generations, it's still not what I, like, I think I'm just tired of it. Or maybe I've never seen, like, the broad appeal of it in the first place. Like, it doesn't seem like it has many other places to go at this point. So, uh, I'm not so gung-ho necessarily about Adventure Sonic. I think that's probably what I would want the most. But just something different. Not drastically different, but, like, something... I commend Lost World for trying something. I know a lot of people, like up in arms about it but that tried something generally intriguing that i wanted to see expanded maybe but it was just wasn't meant to be because this moment he came out it got like demolished so yeah that's yeah. why i'm also if that's probably why i'm also kind of afraid for them to branch out because well knowing this here's the base, thing people are gonna hate it anyway gonna go over well people are yeah. gonna hate no matter what they make unless if it's you know sonic mania you know what though? I actually kind of want to go back to forces a little bit, uh, because like you brought up Blast World. Did did anyone else notice that they reused a lot of stuff from Lost World in this game? Oh, uh, like I what? They I think they used the same kind of model for Sonic, but they yeah the same model, the well, same yeah, they uh, also used the, the numbered speed rings. panel, the numbered rings, the worm from Sand Hill. It's like why is that there? <laughs> you know, it's like you don't fight it, you don't do anything with it. It's just there, just to be there. Like, there's a lot of stuff from Lost World that kind of crept their way into this game, which is fine, I think. 
because I like Lost you World. Know what, you know what but... else? I'm kind of surprised they didn't use dimps for anything. Hmm. Like, yeah. not that I'm complaining necessarily, because <laughs> um, Lost World 3DS, you know, but sucks. It's it. I, it they, fucking they sucked. Kind of a, they had kind of a trend <laughs> going, like. For Sonic Colors, they had a DS version, and Sonic Generations, they had the 3DS version, and Lost World, they had the 3DS version, and then I guess with Forces, they just... Uh, maybe it's just because Mania came out, and they were like... Maybe. You know what I would like to see? Like, if we have to have the boost come back in the next game, um, if they found some sort of middle ground between the boost and Lost World, where it's like you can boost, but you can also wall run and shit like that. I think... I think I'm going to have to agree with Ryan when I say that it's time to go back to adventure. Yeah, that's my want. That's what I want, too. That's probably what I want the most. (laughs) Because, you know, you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, Adventure 1, especially, but also Adventure 2 and Heroes as well, those games are held together with popsicle sticks and glue. But... What makes them still work is just they control so mostly adventure heroes to a lesser extent, even though I'll defend the controls, but still. Just being able to move freely and being able to accelerate naturally and just having levels with, you know, where enemies actually matter and you're not just blasting through everything, and with platforming that feels smooth and precise. Mm-hmm. It's it's and time. Imagine what they could do with that in a day and age where it's not gonna be like really janky. Oh, yeah. but Sonic 06! <laughs> oh. You know, I think <laughs> I, I'm seeing more and more of it. Just like I'm seeing more and more people come out to the, the woodworks to defend Unleashed as like a masterpiece. I'm seeing more and more people come out and saying that they want the adventure formula back. And you want to know something weird? I mean, I get, it's not to shout out or to point any fingers or anybody or anything, but even at the end of some comic Johnny's review, he was saying bring back the adventure formula and I'm like bro I can get down with that say it just say it loud and clear bring back fucking adventure what I want really I mean like it's 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 kind of like a safe thing but at the same time it's kind of risky where if they could just remake Sonic Adventure kind of like what they did with the Crash Insane trilogy yeah kind of do that with Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 you got that nice new model chaos that you only use for like two (laughs) scenes yeah you might as well use it now, guys! Come on! <laughs> yep, I would be down for that. Because, I mean, obviously I would want them to fix some of the things that didn't work. Or, mm. or you know, improve this or that. But I would be down for that. Uh, but, you know, and when I say I want Adventure to come back, I mean primarily the control scheme for Sonic. Yeah. I think that's what most people mean, but some people maybe mean something else, but because, that's what I want. Because if Sega made a game that was just treasure hunting, I would buy it, <laughs> like, and I'd probably love it, but I know that that's never going to happen, and that people hate it. So just... Like, if I, wa- if, if I were to get, like, a, a, a Sonic Adventure-like game that has, like, that kind of play style, you know, I'd want my multiple playable characters. You know, I, I I would want my mechs, and I'd want them to play like Gamma, you know? You know, Chow Garden is a must, even though I'm not really a huge fan of it, but you know, you gotta have it in there. You know, that kind of like open-ended level design, where it's like, it's again, it's it's straightforward, but there are alternate paths and alternate, yeah. you know, different ways to go to get like extra lives and rings and shit like that. You know? 
I want that. Not so much like the big the cat that everyone seems to make a big deal about. You know, you can have the hub world, you can not they, have they them. Even though they dropped him like a hot pocket in Adventure Two. No, no, he was a Sonic Heroes. He still counts. <laughs> Worst game of all time. Am I, I mean, right, I fellas? I don't think I would want them. I just want them to bring Sonic back, please. Just I make still a want game. my multiple playable characters. Do Sonic and, and Shadow and maybe some other person that controls Silver. the ish Silver! And then you get that control scheme, and then you're good. Make a game. a lot of parties if you do that. And now that I've seen Forces, I have more confidence in them to try a story like that again. Yeah. Uh, oh, so here... Let me ask you guys another question then. So who... Like, if we were to get another Sonic Adventure style game, would you want Sonic Team to develop it, or would you want a kind of like a Sonic Mania situation where we get like... Has know, anyone ever made a Sonic Adventure fan game? I mean, they made like ROM, or not ROM hacks, but like they made hacks for Sonic Adventure. Like... The, all they really need to do, all they really need to do for me is just get like better SADX, and then make it, you know, look good on the like the PS4 and shit like that, like redo the cutscenes, you know, redo all the graphics and shit like that. And I'll be fucking sold. That's all I need. I, I'm wary about Sonic Team handling it, but also I don't think there's many other people that could other than them. The thing about yeah. Christian Whitehead and his team is that they've been doing it for a long-ass time. and mm -hmm. They're literally they, just so classic Sonic ROM hackers. And yeah, they had a pedigree. Like, I don't... I can't... Like... There are a lot of 3D Sonic-type games that have been made by fans, but none of them really resemble that adventure feel. They made a game like Sonic World or something. I played that game. That game has shitty controls. Like, <laughs> these... Yeah. It's... I think it's too ambitious a project, and there's no one out there that has a pedigree that could... could, like, prove that they are up to the project. And I don't think that Sonic Team necessarily even wants to do that. Because I, like... I always had this feeling that they were wary about Sonic Mania from the beginning, especially considering they shoved a bunch of shit in there that they probably didn't even want to make. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're on record saying they didn't want to make. But yeah. Yeah, I think Sonic Team would handle it, regardless of what people want. But it's not like there's many other people that could handle it. Yeah. Um, and you know... That is very true. Uh, Lost Worlds... I could. I know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Never mind. I think Lost World. I I, I think I see what you mean. Was like Lost World would be like a good stepping stone. Yeah. Maybe. Like because it does have similar-ish level design, similar-ish controls. Yeah, we need you need to polish up those controls a little bit. Uh, but if we could have level design more like Adventure One and Adventure Two and sort of touch up that control scheme, maybe change it so that the run button is now a walk button or something. Uh, and because Lost World, I think, is definitely a better game than Forces, just because the I levels agree. are actually challenging and have, you know, platforming and enemies that can hurt you and things like that. And I think that's a better stepping stone for the future of this franchise. But definitely, they're, if they're going to do that, Regardless if they use that as a stepping stone or adventure as a stepping stone, they definitely need to look more critically at what worked and what didn't in those games uh, so that we can move on. Because at this point, I think it's it's pretty obvious that if Sonic Forces story can 
be super offensive, then I don't know what won't be. So they might as well just mm. go out on a limb and try I think something. That if Sonic Forces in general could be so offensive, I'm not sure like what else they could do at, at all that wouldn't piss people off. Yeah. yeah. I have a feeling even if Forces was like the greatest thing ever, I still feel like we would have had like this really pushback and weird pushback that Forces yeah. got that really confused me because I like I admit I streamed the game and I had a pretty negative impression at first. But you never play a Sonic game once and then conclude. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that's that's not the. Well, point. no, you do, and that's the problem with people. Yeah. <laughs> that's they do, and that's the problem. I don't think Sonic it's... games are meant to be experienced once. That's why they're so damn short. Like, they're they're all so it's just damn, pretty like, much really replayable. It's pretty much Sega's thesis. That's their yeah. thing is making short games that uh, are kind of sloppy. But the more you play them, the more you realize what you're supposed to be getting out of it, and then the, it matures like fine wine. And, yeah, and it's, that has an appeal that a lot of other game series don't have, and that's probably why Sonic persists to this day, and why there's such like a fervent fan base, and that there are lots of people that discuss the old games like I don't know with a fervor that like I haven't really seen across too many other like. Maybe it's just because it's been so long running. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's. I definitely get the impression that people love the, the Sonic games that they do probably because they played them the most. Yeah. And, and that, I think, is a very, very accurate statement. That is very true. And that is something I can attest to as well. And that usually doesn't necessarily. Like, the game. Like, I've played, like, in the Mario series. I've played um, 64 and Sunshine a lot more than I have Galaxy, but I prefer Galaxy over 64 and Sunshine. Like, in Sonic, I've played Unleashed and SA2 to, he like, probably more than anything else in the series, and those are, like, my, like, I love them. Mm -hmm. yep. So I, I feel like that's, it's just because they're designed with different things in mind. Yeah. And I mean, ideally, it it would be neat to see, like, it would be neat to see, like, a Sonic game that's, like, full-priced and it's, like, 10, 15 hours long to beat because it just has that much stuff to do in uh, it. You know, I, I, I am feeling a little bummed out that, like, you know, Sonic Generation, Sonic Lost World, even, like, with Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, they were all technically considered budget titles. They, they were never really full-priced. You know, it doesn't really have that... That that it does it's not making a statement, I mean, you know. Like me, it feels like not... as if a lot of the games are just coming out. Like, oh yeah, that's just a this well, is just a game know, that we made. Have fun with it, guys. Most of the Sonic like, games that were longer it, had a lot of filler. What happened? Because you know the only reason that Unleashed is longer than Colors and Generations is because you have to walk around hub worlds and talk to Professor Pickle and collect moon medals mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And the only yeah. reason Adventure also... is longer is because it has you know recycling levels for other characters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I just think it would be nice to have, you know, maybe like, I just I don't know, like maybe like with optional fluff, I guess. Well, generations did that. I don't know, I don't that. know exactly. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think they did it well. For me, it's <laughs> I don't not think overall they did it well. game length. It's, it's the journey and how often you want to replay it. The thing that forces mm -hmm. that gets to me is that, you know, in generations, I think with the exception of Planet Wisp, every level was like pretty well. 
the length and pacing of those levels made sense to me. In Forces, yeah. I don't care about the game length necessarily, because I'm going to replay it a shit ton anyway. It's the the level, the individual level length that kind of got to me a little bit. They yeah. they felt a little bit too short. Well, I actually like appreciated kinda... that from a red ring sta standpoint, because if I had to yeah, go it's back, like... because Lost World's but... levels were so goddamn long, and that's why getting that the red star rings is such a chore. I don't want Lost one. World length stages. I want yeah. like generations. Uh, yeah, because I think. The fact that you can do a lot of the levels and forces in under two minutes, like you could do in Generations, you could do um, Green Hill in like under two minutes, but that was like the first level. In Forces, it never really felt like there was anything that, like for me, the perfect length is like, is two minute 30 to three. Okay. And you can go I below would... that with the beginning levels, but never go beyond yeah. that. I, I don't know. I would think like three minutes to four. That would be like... That's a little bit too long for me. Like, I, I think that'd be fine, but... It's, it's... just... The, the the problem here... I don't care about the solution. The problem is that they're too... <laughs> the individual levels are too short. Alright, just yeah. make them a little longer. Then, then and, it, it, you know, it's like what you guys were saying with the red rings. I do get it. Uh, but it's... it's I, I don't know. Because, like, you know, you get the red rings. And then you get the five... You get, like, the little five rings. And then you get the moon medals. Which... It makes sense why the levels are so short. I just wish you actually got actual good content for getting it. Well, you, you get do. the extra get levels extra. by doing the red rings. Yeah. But do you really get anything for like doing the five thing or for getting I the moon medals? I, mean, far, I got all of them, and as far as I know, they don't do anything yet. And it might be supersonic, but he's not in the game might yet. So, yeah. And are so, they and patching it just, in? Is that a confirmed yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh my well, god. Clearly, he's in the game. They just the haven't. People on PC have hacked him because he's in the game files, so that you can use him. But they, he's just not active yet. I don't know. Yeah. it's like really weird concept, but nah. it, it's just it goes back with like why, why I don't really like collectathons is because they expect you to go out and get them, but they don't give you anything for doing it. Well, the thing is, is that I and thought even, that even... the levels were, you know, I like my straightforward levels, but because they're so short and so easy. The red star rings gave me an incentive to actually explore and do stuff, and it kind of mm. saved the game for me. Yeah, I just don't know what the point of having like the five rings and the movement. All right, well, I fair enough. I, I haven't actually tried yeah, getting I, those yet. I can actually. I think I know what they were going for with that. The red rings have always been. They've been incentive, like, you collected them usually. I mean, like. I can't talk for everyone. I maybe don't collect them, but I usually collect them. And then that was that. But what I like specifically about the numbered rings and the moon rings, as opposed to the red rings, are that they're m way more like challenge-based than the red rings yeah. are. Yeah. The red rings are explorative, and that's fine too. But the like once you find the numbered rings are all right next to each other, and so are the moon rings. The thing with that is that the numbered rings. Um, they're a little bit like a weird bastardized like compromise where you just have to get them in order and it's kind of easy. Some of them play with them in unique ways where like they put one right next to you that's out of order so you have to avoid it. But the moon rings really struck me that you can get them in any order but you have like and this I know this might this might not resonate with a lot of people but they're pretty close together. You have to 
you have to get them all under a timer. And hmm. I kind of like that. For me, when I play the game and I replay it, I I did not like go after the red rings and then go after the numbered rings and then go after the moon rings. I played the game a bunch and then I went after a red ring if I saw it. And then once I got all the red rings, if I was back in a level and saw the numbered rings, I was like, oh cool, I'll go after this challenge real quick. And if I failed, I was just like, okay, I'll just finish the level and try it again another day. Yeah. And then that's the same thing I did with the moon medals. And I kind of like, it feels like they have random little challenges for you to complete when you're replaying the game again. Yeah. So it's based on your mindset, I think. I Though, just wish we, I just wish you got road, something those, other than those a Those waterfall things can go fuck themselves because yep. I yep. <laughs> hate getting the numbered rings or the moon rings on those goddamn water slides because they're always on the water slide and yep. it's, it's fucking impossible. Jesus, <laughs> I hated those. I don't like oh. them either. I yeah. mean, the, the I water slides themselves are fine. It's just going after the, the rings. Are, it's like a nightmare. Mm. Yo, you know what would have been cool, though? And it's it's kind of... It's a little stupid, but like, what if, like, your reward... Okay, you got your reward for collecting the red star rings. That's like the little extra levels that you can play on the side. That's fine. You know, your, collect, your reward for getting all of the rings, like all the five rings, uh, that could be like Super Sonic or the Super Super Custom character, which I don't think he has a Super form or a Super Classic not. Sonic. Classic yeah. and modern do, but not the Avatar. I hope he does weird, get one I soon. But uh, and then, like, if you got all of the fucking Moon Medals, imagine if you could unlock Infinite as a playable character. That would be pretty fucking cool. I don't know what you said because I think you cut out. <laughs> oh, imagine if you could. Imagine if you could unlock Infinite as a playable character. Oh, that would that would be fun. fucking cool. That would that would be, really be cool. fucking cool. Sega, Sonic Team, That's get to work! I, just, I don't care what they do, like, I want them to make thing, people that control, like, Sonic. Like, that's why I think Shadow would have worked. And that's kind of what I want going forward, is... If we get multiple playable characters, I think they should all control... The like, same. Sonic. There's yeah. no need to put them in mechs and shit, like... You have a, a... If you have a firm control base... I mean, that's kind of what I liked about... <laughs> It's kind of what I liked about 06, is that they, Sonic, Shadow, and Silver, for the most part, kind of control the same, like, with the exception of their speed and yeah. some of their level <laughs> design, obviously. But, like, I really like what that game was going for with that, and I hope, I want them to try that again. I think that could work. Yeah. Especially if they have their own levels and their own role in the story. That would be great. I would want multiple uh, stories. If I'm being honest, like multiple, like the same story told through different perspectives, because that's as why as long I think as I can skip cutscenes, less repetitive way than adventure. Yeah, like if they did it adventure two style, that'd be great. I mean, if they did it like SA one, just have three playable characters: Sonic, Shadow, Silver. You know. Yeah. If you want to do it like SA two, then have like six, but like again, just you know, then just structure the game like that, where like you have three character, you have six characters, but you know, three of them all play the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. But I just, I, I like having this, again, that's just, it's part of the appeal for me. It's part of why I love the adventure game so much. It's because the story is a lot more interesting because you get to see it through the perspective of different characters. Mm -hmm. Repetitive as it may be, yeah, that's you what know, I, want, I just, but I just, I, I like don't it. want, I just want the Sonic playstyle, but with different stories and levels. Mm -hmm. Well, at least have some small differences, like, 
I just don't see the need to have a difference, really. Well, it's like if you're gonna have another character, you know, like, just give him a slightly different attack or some kind of special move or something. I mean, yeah, you could. Just don't make, like... I don't want to, like, I don't want a situation where it becomes too different. Like, that was my problem with I, 06. I, is I don't need... Tried to, like... I'm, 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 what I'm, I'm saying, not saying that we need mechs or anything like that. I'm just saying that if we're gonna have Shadow, give him some chaos powers or something. I would I mean, yeah, say, nice. I would say like now when you phrase it that way, I understand because I didn't understand the necessity for it, but now I, I kind of get it. Yeah. I would think that would be interesting if like you know you pick a level that you want to play as, and then or, or you pick a level that you want to play in, then you pick a character that you want to play as, like Sonic, Shadow, Silver, whatever. Um, and then, you know, the level kind of plays normal, but then you get to a point where the path branches off, or where it branches off into three different paths. You know, you got rings so you can use the light speed dash as Sonic, you can do the light, um, the light dash attack as Shadow, or you can, like, hover or something like that with Silver. And then they all, like, conjoin, like, and they all go to the end. So really, the, the multiple paths is determined by the character that you pick. Hmm. I think that would be a smart way of handling it. Alright. And speaking of which, uh, in term, I think some key design takeaways for this new, because apparently the Forces team was a newer team. Some key takeaways yeah. going forward. Uh, one, don't have long stretches where nothing is happening. If you're gonna do that, put in some obstacles to avoid. Don't use Luminous Forest as your roadmap. Yeah, don't yeah. use Luminous Forest. Uh, make sure that there's decent platforming that actually matters. Have enemies that actually put up a fight, because I'm thinking Adventure 2 was pretty linear too. At, at least, more or less on the same level's forces in many ways. But the difference Ooh. was, is that you had enemies that could attack you, and platforming that was actually kind of challenging sometimes. Like, it, it, I think we all hate the uh, Chaos clones, you know, those... The artificial Chaos? Yeah, those guys. We all hate them. Yeah. But... They're enemies that actually fight back, and that's, that's I think, is the big difference is that Adventure 2 actually had some challenging level design in it, like uh, Crazy Gadget, the part with the gravity. And it's not super hard, but it's something different, interesting, and it's actually, you actually have to try. And with forces, you don't really have to try for the most part. The enemies are no threat no, at all. Yeah. And, like, because I was doing Red Rings, that became so much more obvious, because whenever I had to kill myself, Especially since I picked the wolf custom avatar that grabs your rings back right away. It took me forever to kill myself sometimes. <laughs> Just so I could go back to the checkpoint. Because for some reason, in all these fucking modern platforming games, it's not a Forces problem, it's not a Sonic's problem, it's an everything problem. Uh, they always make it so that there's always points of no return because you can't jump back up high enough. And mm. I hate that. And it's like, if you're gonna do that, at least make it easy to kill yourself, and not not forces, but... So, and... The last point, so... Enemies that are challenging, platforming that is challenging. You don't have to make Flying Battery Act 2 Sonic Mania kind of level design for it to be good. And... You know, people who are shoving that down my throats... I'm not saying that we need to do what Forces is doing, either. There is a happy medium between these two games, and I think it's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And... Uh, I was gonna say Sonic Generations, but... I think it's Sonic the Hedgehog 2, because that's a game, and it's, it feels really weird for me to be defending Sonic 2 as a good <laughs> template for anything. 
And I'm not talking about the difficulty design, I'm talking about the structure of the levels. These levels, for the most part, you can keep going and it's just very straightforward, but if you want multiple pathways, they're there for you. Everyone's you know happy. Yeah, for 3D, I agree, yeah. So let's... Yeah, I, I would... I, 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 like, I really like Mania's level design, but for 3D, I think it takes a different approach for me. Like, I don't... I think if you tried to do what Mania does in 3D, it would... I would not like that. So. What, what was that fan game? Sonic Utopia or something like that? Where it's yeah, like, it's really that's pretty, a super bit wide. Crazy for me. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's like, I think that's what would happen if you put Mania in 3D. I don't think that would work very well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I never thought that game looked appealing. I don't think it's like, oh, fans embarrass Sonic Team by making a good 3D Sonic game, but it doesn't look that good. Uh, yeah. It looks too. Nick was, was trying kinda, to make the, me. For me, the nonlinear, like, huge expansive stuff for me works better in a 2d environment uh, for me yeah. i for me i feel like the really complete opposite where i felt like mario odyssey does what mania tries to do so much better because it's 3d but that's just me i feel well, like i don't think that game is even overwhelming so i don't think they even really go for the same feel so i'm i'm I just saying know, that i played it i'm just saying that if you're gonna make a game where it's very open-ended, 3D, in my opinion, works better for that because of just the nature of the viewpoint. Whereas in 2D, it feels like they have to stack everything on top of itself and knot it around and loops and stuff, and it See, just doesn't I just, work. I don't know, I can't, I can understand, I just can't, like, yeah, I don't know. Point is, and here's the thing that's interesting. Point is, <laughs> here's, there's a here's compromise. The thing that's interesting with the thing is that's interesting about Force is that it really only had uh, three level designers, and uh, the lead level designer was considered a newbie for Sonic Lost World. He's the lead level designer now for Forces, and the two other people, they're just brand spanking new. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would like to say, I would like to say my piece. I want to say, first of all, your fully 3D levels were pretty damn good, all things considered. Uh, you know, just have more levels like Motar Canyon and uh, cut back on the rail grinding because they had a fetish for that. Just uh, just cut back on that. You know, give us some more wide platforming environments to explore around in. You know, not Sonic Utopia or whatever, but just like look at Sonic Adventure as a good template. Look at Sonic Generations as a good template. You know, mm. learn from them. Sonic Lost World to an extent. You know, Desert Ruins Act 1 was pretty tight. And just, if you're you going to do multiple pathways, the problem with the pathways and forces is that they all looked the same. Like, I'm thinking again to, uh, I think it's called Aqua Road with the uh, water slides. There yeah. are technically three water slides to choose from, but it doesn't really make a difference which one you pick beyond red rings. Whereas, like, I don't know, I guess I gotta give Unleashed this much. I think of Empire City's different pathways where they're, like, different kinds of platforming and different set pieces. But the levels, you know. Yeah, don't go. I guess don't go too crazy with it. Yeah, I would definitely. like something, something more of a middle ground. Because for 3D, I, I don't know. I get like I tried playing Sonic Utopia, and oh, it's just too much. It's like overload. Yeah. Because for me, when I when I'm able to see all of that, I'm like, oh shit! Like. Well, I mean, if if they had more like walls, because I think that's one thing that generations and. I guess Unleashed did well, is that it never, you couldn't really see those other paths while you were on one. 
Like you, yeah. you can either go straight along the pipe in Empire City, or you can go to the spring on the left to go up to the rooftops. Yeah, that's what I want. So that'd be nice. That if you're gonna have pathways, make them feel substantial because, you know, beyond the classic Sonic levels, the other paths didn't really feel substantial, and it's because. Uh... I would disagree to an extent. I do think that the mul the multiple paths you can take with the different wispons, I do like that a lot. Uh, there's a part in Null Space where it's like you can either like continue railroading yeah, down certain paths. Yeah, that was one of the better paths. parts. You can you can use one of the burst wisp to get to an orange ring, or you can use the light speed dash with the lightning wisp. You know, more of that. I thought that was really good too. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Arsenal Pyramid had that as well. So more of that. That that was really good. So. Yeah. Just just do that. <laughs> and I guess uh that's that's pretty much all I have to say. I think Sonic Lo or Forces I thought was a decent game and I enjoyed it and I liked pretty much everything in it except for the lack of challenge. And that that I totally understand why people find this game kind of generic and boring. Because, in many ways, it is because it's so easy. Mm -hmm. And I'd like- If I had to give- If I had to give this game a grade, it'd get like a solid C for me. Yeah. It'd be like a C rank, but... It's- it's not- it, it's- for me, it's good. It's not great. It's not- I wouldn't even go as far to say that it's mediocre. Because I do think that it does a lot of things I right. think mediocre it just, is- doesn't live up to it. Like, hmm? I- I would under- Mediocre is a- alright phrase to use as to what the game is at its worst. This is, game is yeah. not bad or terrible. When I think of bad, terrible Sonic games, I think of Secret Rings. Which, where the controls don't work and the story is... Uh, I don't know, I guess the story I, is okay. I kind of like the story. <laughs> uh, well, you like the hanky scene? Well, not the hanky scene, but I just, I like the interactions with the other... We don't have to get into Hey, that. looks but like my fuel's running low. Could you top me off? Uh, but the point is that game controls like shit, and the mechanics don't work, and the mission structure was terrible. That game was bad. Forces, at worst, is just eh. And that, to me, is not offensive in the slightest. I know that, uh, you know, even with, with Ken K here in Pac-Man World 3, he, he said that was one of the worst games he's ever played. Uh, but, you know, mediocrity doesn't offend me at all. At worst, is just like, eh. And some people say that something that you don't get any reaction from is worse than something that you get a reaction from. I don't agree with that at all. So but I don't agree with that either. I'd rather be bored than I'd I'd rather be bored than pissed off. Yep, and that's why Mega Man X6 is worse than X7. Bye. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness. Suck it, retro. Uh, but <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, I, I I I thought mean, it was like, decent. Like I I need to. To say something. <laughs> All right, sure. I, I I dug myself into this, so go right ahead. Pac-Man <laughs> Three. Um, it's. I I think for me, I don't need to choose between like something that's boring and something that's frustrating. To me, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want either of that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to choose which one is worse because I don't want them. Like, because they both they both do things to me that I don't want. When I'm frustrated, I'm fucking frustrated. When I'm bored, why the fuck am I even playing the game? And it's like that in both cases. Why the fuck am I even playing the game if I'm like... World... Pac-Man World 3 is like... 
insufferable to me because I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck? I would never go back to it, ever. It's like, and forces is nowhere near that. Like, it's. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's when I think of a mediocre game, I think of Pac-Man World Three. For me, they're both like a frustrating game. For me, is is like a is like a boring game. Whatever. They both suck. I'm not gonna play them. Like I don't like them, and I don't think I need to choose. Right. So, fair enough. I'm just. For me, it's if just. If you had a gun pointed to your head. If I had a gun pointed <laughs> to my head, probably something. Would you rather be pissed off or bored? I guess my <laughs> I mean, I, my yeah, point is. I'd rather is... play a boring game than something that's like. If I had a gun to my head, but I wouldn't play them because <laughs> I don't want to. The difference for me, and don't want to go too much into this because we probably need to wrap up, but it's I found Chain of Memories to be boring, but there are people who love it. So the point really is like that boredom is something that's kind of subjective and really depends on what you want out of games. I think survival horror is boring, but a lot of people love it. And if we go off the logic that boring is worse than frustrating, then that would mean that every survival horror game would well, be people, bad. People should stop talking like that. People should stop saying, like, something is worse than something, because that kind of language is what gets us into predicaments right. when we start arguments. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah. I don't know, that's why, I, I lately, I've been trying to say I like something or I don't like it. Because that gets you into a lot less heat. Because if you try to say something is, like, this game is good or better than this other game, like, it's, it Sonic Adventure like, is better than Mario 64. People don't at me. People shouldn't interpret <laughs> it like as an objective thing, but people will, and it's kind of an instinctive yeah. reaction when you're like, "This thing is god awful," instead of saying, "I don't like this." Because when, when you, that's why people a lot of the time feel like they need to preface by saying, "This is my opinion," is because yes. they're gonna start using language like, "This is a bad game." That's Whereas always. If you just say, "I don't like it," then. It's. I guess it's more obvious to people that it's your opinion. Yeah. Well, you know. I, I I do try to say in my videos, in my opinion, or if you ask me, phrases like that to qualify all the time. But people still get pissed off. Like I did. I did a little episode in my DKC3 GBA playthrough, uh, talking about my opinions on Mania because I knew I was never going to review it for real. And people and I and I used language like in my opinion, and people still got pissed off at me. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, with back to Sonic Forces, I wouldn't even go as far as to say it's a mediocre game. The game is good. Nothing yes. really past that. I just hope that the next one can be truly great. I yeah. Uh, it just I I don't think this game would be getting as much flack if it didn't release after Mania and Mario Odyssey. Um I mm. think if this game released last year, it would have at least gotten like 70 on Metacritic or something like that. I think I think now that it has games to be compared to I you think know, people that's, are throwing so much shit at it. Mania I will definitely agree upon because you know, obviously uh King K and uh Hadox are an exception, but I do think that for some of the people we know in our friend group, it is because it's a classic game that goes a long way for people. But mm. even beyond that, I feel like ever since Boom came out, people have been saying, Well, the next one Sonic Team makes will be good and redeem the franchise. And then there was the long period before they announced the title and stuff, and then there was the long period after that. Uh, where during the, just the most cancerous pre-release period for a Sonic game I've ever seen 
And, you know, after all that, I feel like it wouldn't matter if Odyssey or Mania were there. It would be the same thing. I don't I think honestly... I don't think Mania helped. And I'm saying that it still would have been negative. People would have still criticized the level design. People would have still nitpicked the plot. Would... I'm, I think if this game came out in, like, 2015, maybe even 2016, it would not be getting nearly as much flack. People would be a lot more generous towards it. But since it has know. since it has other games to compare it to, it, it just it's it's being shat on. Yeah. Which I mean I will say that I think that the hate quote unquote is pretty tame, because uh. like it has like a it has like a fifty on like Metacritic like around like a fifty, and I hear like a lot of critics saying it's just a, it's mediocre it's mediocre it's mediocre I haven't seen a yeah, lot of people say I've heard I've like all things considered what I've seen is mostly people saying like. Almost everyone eh. that I've seen is saying it's like they always qualify it by saying it's not bad, but they aren't. They they also don't like it. So I yeah. haven't seen many people that actually like it besides us. Yeah. So I like it. <laughs> I'm just glad that people aren't like jumping the shark, and I've I have not yet seen people compare it like in the same league as Boom or 06, which is nice. I mean, I, I, I know some people, I wonder if they're watching it right now, who said oh. that the story of 06 was better than Forces. Uh, it better not that be Metalist who I... Metalist was a better villain than uh, Infinite. It better and not be like, who I think it is. Or... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or his fanfiction will never be read on this channel. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> You know, to be honest, though, I, I love Mephilus because he's, like... Yeah, he's, so he's the best part of 06. <laughs> is he? He is! Like, I mean, when you consider yeah, that the whole thing amazing. is terrible and not well told, what what would you say is the most entertaining part? For me, it's Mephilus. No question. There's All the characters just feel exactly the same. He's the only one with... It's like the Star Wars prequels. He's It's like the Emperor. He's the only one with any kind of passion or goals. That is true, but at the same time, I, I thought maybe Team Dark was a bit more compelling, but... Cause like, the whole bit was just like, Shadow, if the whole world betrays you, I'll still, I still got your back. I'm like, oh! I like that! It's an actual moment of heart-to-heart -heart conversation. Well, the appeal... Where the fuck is that in the rest of the game? The appeal of Mephilus <laughs> is the same as X-Death from Final Fantasy V. X-Death is not a three-dimensional villain by any means. He is literally the embodiment of several evil monsters that got smushed into one being and who uh, <laughs> and he's basically he's just an incarnation of evil and he doesn't care and that's he's fun to watch devil. pretty much and that's what Mephilus is he's just the an incarnation of evil and you don't really need more than that he's entertaining but we're off topic we need to wrap this up because <laughs> we're, we're approaching three at we are past three hours so we need to be done. Are we going to do the questions or what? Not, no, it's, well, save them. I don't know. Maybe we can do another shorter call sometime. Do that. Post it as another video. <laughs> we wanted to do questions, okay. but uh, I thought this would be like two hours at most and it's been three. So, yeah. You know, and like, like I said at the very beginning, you know, this was like one of our first topics that we covered on the podcast. And here we are actually talking about it. Why don't we do this? Like 2015, 2016? I think it was last year. Yeah. In like January. Here we are. 
Here we are, boys. And what a long <laughs> road it's been. This I this is probably the worst pre-release period for a game I've ever seen in my life. It was so painful, and it's finally over. You know, and I will say that like a part of me even kind of felt I don't want to say I felt bad for like actually liking this game, but it's just like, oh, what's that? Another game that's getting panned by literally everyone, and I like it. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, just another fucking Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing I want to say is that B, this is, I've always held this viewpoint, and it's extremely selfish, but it's the best viewpoint to hold. Your opinion should be the only one that matters to you. Stop going to other people and being like, why do you hold that opinion? Like, who gives a fuck, honestly? Yeah, apparently I'm just an idiot for liking the soundtrack and saying exactly. that- Exactly. As someone who loves Mania to death, like, I don't get angry when someone's like, I didn't like it that much. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, just calm down. Why People are so on edge all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. My only thing is if you if you think that you're better than someone because, like, they like something that's considered bad, or that, you know, you have a different opinion or something like that, like, once when you start talking down to the actual people who like whatever it is that you don't, that's when I got a problem. You want to like whatever you like. I don't give a fuck. But once when you start harassing people about it, then that becomes a problem. Indeed. You know, it, it's like you can, you know, I'm all, you know, express your opinions, whatever opinions they are. It forms discussion. Okay. And that's the beauty of okay. it. We can talk about it. <laughs> we don't have to argue. We can fucking talk like human beings. Yep. That's why I like doing this kind of shit. It's fun. I like talking with you guys. You know what I... You know what I hated the most about Sonic Forces? <laughs> the fact that it was all women. Good night, everybody!